0: You you want to see something really scary?
1: What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was.
0: I am Jim. And I am here to do the devil's work.
1: Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast.
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 185 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Uh, hi, guys. How are you today? On this wonderful day of all, of all days. Cool. <laughs> How are you, Taylor? I'm doing all right. That's a fancy
2: shirt you got there. Oh yeah, that's that's Danhausen. Mm hmm. And that's Warhorse. That's another wrestler. Yeah, wrestler. Yeah, he likes metal. You'd like him. <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> all metalheads just. Kindred spirits. spirits, bros. <laughs> Neat. You're going back to uh, to, to whacking whacking off next weekend. That's true. I am excited. I am. You ready? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, do I remember how to do this? <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you? Do you do like any like voice exercises or you know warming up before you go out there? Um do No, you, not really. No, just go out there. Lion face. Ah,
2: lemon <laughs> face. Ooh.
0: You just go out there with your normal stupid voice? Yeah, pretty much. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the arson has had oddly shaped feet. Uh, what else is new?
0: Anything? Anything going on?
2: Um, not really. I mean, also coming up, I, I guess it's technically, is it? Not. It is, what the hell day is it? Twenty. Today is the 21st. Okay, so yeah, next weekend. I guess this weekend would be today. Um Also, next weekend is Crypticon. Yeah. Which we've talked about. um, Long awaited. For so long. I don't know if this episode's going to come out before then, knowing our current track record. Yeah.
0: I'm going to try because I know that after Crypticon, like just things are going to start to compile and pile up. And like, if I don't get it out before we go, then it's going to be a while. Yeah. So hopefully this comes out before Crypticon.
2: Yeah. But we uh, we put our schedule up on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We're going to be... At least Tony is going to be doing panels all three days. Yeah. Um, obviously, Saturday is our, our busiest day. We've got some some fun panels lined up. We're going to be back on the casket list, which is everyone's favorite panel.
0: <laughs> Where we talk about dirty, talk stuff. about boobs and dicks <laughs> and butthole pleasures, <laughs> butthole
2: pleasures. It is about butthole pleasures.
1: <laughs> uh, the casket list for alligator those-
2: fuckhouse.
0: <laughs> 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 I still don't know what that means. <laughs> It's not all about pussy and ass. It's not about pussy and ass. It's not about butthole pleasures. Um that fucking guy. Did you know the other Indian guy in that movie was a uh, uh convicted of murder? No. <laughs> yeah, like he I think he killed his girlfriend or something. What the fuck? I don't know. I just tripped across that by accident. <laughs> um anyway. Yeah, Crypticon is going to be exciting. Um, it's it's going to be weird though because we here in Washington just uh, got a new like across the board uh, mask mandate. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, uh, the the folks at Crypticon are uh, law abiding citizens um, and uh, are encouraging. I mean, it's it was already uh, a fully vaccinated event. Uh, you either had to be. Fully vaccinated or had a negative test within 72 hours or something. Right. Which actually Emerald City CryptoCon or sorry, Emerald City Comic Con in December is even more strict because you have to have a negative test within 72 hours of all four days. Oh, wow. So technically you have to get like a test every single day. <laughs> uh, a lot of people aren't happy about that. but yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Get fucking vaccinated then. Mm. Um. But yeah, Saturday's going to be so fucking busy. Yeah, it is. I got put on fucking panels that I didn't even sign up for. Fucking Jason. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Taylor, like, was it the first two two or maybe three years we went to Crypticon, we would, as a team, say, okay, these are the panels we want to be on and send them off. Um, and yeah, we would just kind of be on panels together uh at some point, I don't know if we, if we were asked to or we just started doing separate lists. Um, a lot of them kind of overlap. so we've always been on at least one panel together. Um, but then, you know we'd also have like almost a full weekend of separate panels. Um, but for some reason this year, like we both sent in our separate lists, which again had a lot of repeats on them and we got put on those. But then there are ones that Taylor asked for that I didn't even have on my list that I got put on. So now it's like I'm completely unprepared for these. (laughs) Luckily, one is uh, called Shock and Roll, uh, which we actually did an episode on. That's true. We did. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we're always probably somewhat versed in... It's it's about horror and music. I need to go back and read the description again because I think it's also about like
2: like rock and roll in horror movies, like trick or treat with
0: Ozzy and Gene Simmons. And uh, I thought it movies said, like that. I thought it said be that to steer away from that. Oh, or, or, you know, talk, not talk about, I don't know. Like I said, I need to go read it again. Cause I don't yeah. remember exactly what it said. Anyway. So that one I could probably limp through, but there are two more where I'm just going to be like, uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe I'll just get real drunk and see what comes out of my yeah. mouth. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. I do get very talkative when I drink.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and you talk a lot about dicks. (laughs) What? If you don't believe me, go listen to our trick-or-treat drunken cinema. You're talking about sucking dicks over and over
0: again. Sucking dick is funny. (laughs)
2: There's, I mean, I think... At least one of them we're going to rely heavily on crowd participation. Uh, I I hope there's a crowd to
0: participate. If they don't, we'll just leave. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, it's sad because you know with the Delta variant becoming so more so much more prominent, and uh, like I said, you know there's a mask mandate in the entire state now uh, for all indoor events, which CryptoCon is. Um, I'm not sure how that works. It's like, are we going to be able to take our masks off or at the table? I don't think so. That's gonna be rough. I'm
2: planning on not. D-
0: it's it's gonna be rough, and I, I'm not sure how it's gonna work out. But it'd, it'd be nice like, if they
2: had like a sound system, so we could have like microphones in front of us and not have to try and project through a mask. Yeah, um,
0: but don't know. They haven't up to this point, so I don't expect them to. Yeah, I mean, like even in the interview rooms where it's like a like a ballroom, it's you're kind of most of the time expected to just project. Right. <sighs> uh but yeah i i know a, a couple of our Crypticon friends um have already bailed out just because they're just playing it safe which i respect mm-hmm. um and i had to give it a second thought um just speaking because i have a baby at home but i don't know it's kind of going on a wing and a prayer i guess <laughs> anyway so yeah that's going to be coming up this coming weekend Assuming you're listening to this the Wednesday before on time, <laughs> uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, August 27th through the 29th. Yep. And Saturday, we're going to kick
2: things off at 11 a.m. with the best of the grave plot film fest. That's right. Speaking of which, the great plot film fest 2022 is currently accepting submissions. Uh, head over to great or filmfreewaycom freeway.com slash film fest. your short horror film 15 minutes or less. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll dig through them and find the best of the best. Uh, all things, you know, assuming things hold well enough. We'll have it uh, February 5th, 2022, back at the Lodge Cinemas in Columbia City.
0: Yeah, hopefully hopefully that holds. Um, yeah. It'd be disappointing to, at the last minute, have to go to an online one. Right.
2: <laughs> We're also accepting sponsors. You can go to greatplatformfest.com slash sponsor. We have three different tiers this funny. year. Uh, instead of just being like, "You pay this much, we give you this." That's it. Those are your options. Yeah. I do. I do have one person who's who says they they are gonna. They they said they would, and then I asked them to look at it, and they said they didn't look at it, and then I sent it to them, and I'm waiting to hear back. Cool. Someone you know, is it?
0: <laughs> yep. Okay.
2: I won't put him on blast on the podcast, but because he's a fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so exciting stuff coming up. Uh, before we get started with the show, as uh, as usual, I uh, want to thank our gravediggers over on Patreon. These lovely folks help support the show financially. Uh, we don't have an expensive show here, but it does cost money. Um, we have you know a, a website to pay for. We have to have somewhere to house our MP3 files and such, and that costs money. Yeah, we just had to pay for another year of hosting. Womp womp. That was money
2: that came out that I was not ready
0: for. (laughs) Yeah, I was activating, because we have debit cards for our PayPal account, and uh, I was activating mine, and I just saw all of our transaction history. I'm like, ooh, that's a hit. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, your account has been debited X amount of dollars. And I was like,
2: for what? (laughs) Shit! (laughs) Because we'd already had fraud problems before. Yeah. So... Somebody in like Iran or Israel, I think, was like trying to access our account. That's something in
0: in euros. It's
2: like we live in f- the fucking
0: United States. Why would we use euros? Yeah,
2: that was the other thing. We didn't even get like, hey, we think there might be fraudulent activity. We noticed there was an, a, a uh, transaction in euros, we're like, well, that's clearly not right. Right?
0: <laughs> fucking PayPal. Uh, yeah, I I, for- I had forgotten that happened, and so I I knew we changed our password when that when that did happen and i couldn't remember the new password so i had to go digging through all text messages to find it um anyway but yeah uh so these lovely folks we're speaking of are jordan morrison kevin trent carlos rodella gory b movie max zaleski aaron meyer bob Voorhees, and kevin nesgoda thank you so much guys from the bottom of our hearts for your ongoing support uh we love you long time Taylor, if anybody else wants to
2: join the party, where can they go? Then go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. You can get perks for as little as $1 a month, including joining us live for horror business on Discord. We are live right now. Uh, For $5, you can get your name in the show. For $100, I will get a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass.
1: I
0: just can't believe nobody's done that yet. Me too. Isn't it worth it to have a tattoo on this man's ass, guys? I mean, really? Yeah. Won't you?
2: (laughs) Wouldn't you like to have a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass? (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. All right, guys. Well, should we start the show proper? Let's shall. Let's do some more business. Alright, starting out in some real-world horror, uh, there's just not much to say about this. (laughs) Uh, During a news report in Australia. No? i give it like a six. Uh, um, Let me me get in the zone. Crikey. (laughs) Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. (laughs)
2: Crikey.
0: Crikey. That's not a knife. (laughs) Australia. 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 There we go. Australia, that's better. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's <it>. uh, <laughs> during an Australian news report on some news network that I am not familiar with, ABC was it ABC? It okay. was the local ABC affiliate. Yeah. Okay, I, I just ABC stands for American Broadcasting uh, Corporation.
2: Maybe not. Maybe there it's Australian Broadcast Corporation. I guess
0: it could be. It could still be ABC. That is a good point. Um. But yeah so during this report where they're talking about um a proposition to charge people with crimes when they assault police animals which seems like that should be a slam dunk you'd think yeah i mean cuz technically they're officers of the law i mean so why why wouldn't that be like assaulting an officer <laughs> yeah Uh, at least I'm I'm pretty sure it already is here in the States. Uh, but that's what we're talking about during said report. Uh, suddenly, uh, a satanic ritual was presented on the, on, on the the report. I like to think that they like hijacked the broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice instead of just a total fuck up from the, uh, (laughs) from the engineering department. Um, But yeah, just, and it looked like, it looked like a geeky (laughs) satanic ritual. Yeah. It was like low rent black mass. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it had like red lights and I'm pretty sure the guy was standing at like a fold out like cafeteria table, (laughs) which was just, you know, serving as his satanic altar.
2: And he just. There was like four people. (laughs) Yeah. At least that so you could see. And I'm
0: pretty sure there was one guy just sitting there at a keyboard. <laughs> uh, just playing moody music. Yeah. Oh, dark and ominous. <laughs> Duh. Duh. All right, John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the middle, just some guy, his arms up in prayer, or in praise, whatever, saying, Hail Satan. You know, like the Satanics do. <laughs> Or sa- Satanists. The, sa- the Satanics. <laughs> the satanists.
2: i I only I learned that word by reading it. I
0: <laughs> no, I said satanics. Oh satanics. <laughs> it's like that's somehow worse. Like they're a race or something. <laughs> like saying like the Mexicans or 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 the Canadians. <laughs> the Satanics. Um yeah. Don't know, but the, the, the funny thing was, as soon as it cut back to the anchor, she didn't react to it at all.
2: Dude, I don't, like, nothing. Not even like, I'm sorry, that was clearly the wrong footage. Yeah. She's just like, let's go right on to the next story. And she's just like, what satanic ritual? <laughs> Which is uh, suspicious.
0: <laughs> is ABC News Australia secretly a satanic uh, organization? Find out tonight at 11. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, that
2: happened. Um, I do have a little bit more information here. It is the Noosa uh, Satanic Temple. I don't know if they're named after the yogurt, but I'm going to
0: assume so. (laughs) They're probably named after yogurt.
2: Um, Apparently, they are currently pushing the Australian government to get rid of religious discrimination bills and replace it with a Human Rights Act, which a lot of Satanists are, that's like their biggest goal, is just to kind of point out hypocrisy of religious freedom bills and how they really only pertain to Christians.
0: Yeah, a lot of Satanic churches, like uh, Levain, um Satanists, they basically believe in like, not, not so much anarchy, just like, you know, a, a, well, I mean, a dissolution of government, I guess. But like, you know, anti-oppression, anti- you know, sexual oppression, anti race repression, all that stuff, um, and that's where a lot of Satanists, yeah, like you said, lie as far as their um, beliefs. They're not sh- they're not literally worshiping the devil, right? It's just a name. Yeah. The I can't There's
2: there's the Satanic Temple and the Church of, Church of Satan. I think the Satanic Temple is the one that's like more kind of relaxed. I
0: I used to know and now I, I can't remember. I
2: think the Church of Satan is like the Anton LaVey organization. Could it, be. The Satanic Temple has a documentary on Hulu that's actually really inter- uh yeah, entertaining and informative. Um I think I've watched it. But yeah, like they're like I said, their their biggest mission really is to just kind of point out the hypocrisy of you know, for them American uh religious freedom rules and how they, you know, they want to teach satanism to uh kids after school and uh you know put statues of baphomet at uh government buildings yeah yep like if you can have the uh ten commandments or whatever then why can't we have a statue of baphomet (laughs)
0: yeah yeah and basically they're not saying that we want to have a statue of baphomet it i don't know if it's baphomet or baphomet i've heard both. i've heard it both ways (laughs) Um, I've always said Baphomet. So when I hear say people say Baphomet, I'm just like, yeah. I've literally heard
2: it both ways, and I don't know which is proper. Just flip, flip flop. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> just to appease everyone. Um, but yeah, you say Baphomet, I'll say Baphomet. We'll just cover all our bases. There we go. Yeah, like I, I don't think that they're really necessarily driving to have a statue of their deity to represent their religion. They're main, mainly commenting on the fact that, like you said, oh, if you can have the Ten Commandments in a federal building, why can't we have something that represents our religion? Mm-hmm. To basically, yeah, point out the fact that there is no church, such, separation of church and state as much as Americans want to believe there is. Right. <clears throat> but anyway. Well, so now, yeah. now they're taking
2: over Australia one news broadcast at a time. Mate. What if the Church of Satan there is not named after the yogurt, but the yogurt is named after them? What if, what
0: if it's they, what down? if they
2: control the yogurt? <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say it's because it's backwards because it's Australia, so they're upside down. Oh, and like the toilets go the other way, right? <laughs> now they go up. <laughs> oh, they go up. <laughs> That's a bidet. Ah. <laughs> uh, this episode sponsored by Tushy. <laughs> and Noosa. <laughs> anyway, weird, wild stuff. I wish that anchor, after the little segment popped in there, when it came back to her, she was like, crikey. Because <laughs> that's what Australians say.
2: So we had an Australian teacher we did like a teacher exchange program in high school and we had an Australian teacher and like the first day he was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to let you guys get, get it out of your system. Ask me whatever the hell you want to ask me. And so of course, one of the first questions was, do you guys, do you guys say crikey? (laughs) And he goes like crikey Moses. We're like crikey Moses. What's crikey Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like holy
0: Moses? (laughs) Apparently they say crikey Moses. All right. We never, I don't think we had exchange teachers. Actually, I don't think it was necessarily an exchange program, but we had Australian kids come to our school for a month and they stayed with students like at, at their homes. I don't think we sent anybody to Australia though, so it wasn't necessarily an exchange program. Uh, I could be wrong, but and, and I don't think there were any teachers. I think it was just students. But man, one of my friends, his girlfriend was hosting a girl and she was so fucking cute oh yeah like i fucking fell in love in like a month man I'm like you are amazing you were like <laughs> crikey moses <laughs> i was
2: like to take her down under
0: i remember the day she was leaving she's like she turned to me she's like you want a hug yeah like, yeah oh <laughs> you
2: were like do you be my girlfriend <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, Australia, what a town! <laughs> Hell of a town! All right, so
2: it seems that Fide Alvarez is already joining the school of Sam Raimi by blowing smoke up our asses. Uh, he was once again asked about <clears throat> returning to the Evil Dead universe and doing a sequel to his version. Uh, and he said, never say never. Speaking with comicbook.com, uh, he said there is definitely a chance. The problem is we have to stop saying there is a chance because then there's a headline the next day. There's a new movie coming. And no, mm-hmm. this is what I can tell you. Rob Tappert and Sam Raimi, we're like family. We get together once in a while. We had a great experience making that movie. They gave us a career in this business. We always discuss that. And there was some discussion very early on about a sequel and we haven't gotten to write it. We never wrote a script, but we knew where it was going to go. And at that point, for some reason it didn't happen. And now it went the evil dead rise route. I mean, yeah, that's kind
0: of what I figured.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at least he's like a little more (laughs) grounded than Raimi. who's just like, Well, you know, we might be making a movie. (laughs) Wink. Yeah, maybe after I'm dead. (laughs) And then he goes in the back and goes, we're not making a movie. (laughs) Uh, Alvarez said, I think anything can happen in the world of Evil Dead. It's such a fascinating world. There's so many fans out there that want to see it. So it just have to happen that all of us suddenly align in some moment in our lives. And we go, wouldn't it be great to do this and have the perfect idea? We all gravitate towards that. Usually the perfect story that we all want to go. That was, that has not been told before. Let's do it. That's what we need just to find the story at some point and to find the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, if they're going to do a sequel, you know, you'd, you'd suspect that it would follow the story of Mia. Sure. That was kind of left open ended, but it's going to come to a point where like, you know, Jane, um, Levy, Levy. She's not good. I almost said Lynch. Uh <laughs> that'd be interesting casting. <laughs> uh Jane Levy sure, if she hasn't already lost interest, just wouldn't want to do it. And so you'd have to come up with a new story and you'd just be making Evil Dead Rise. I mean
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just would have Mia instead of the other people that are in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, I don't know. Like I I get that in 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 movies you never want to say never. But sometimes, that's what people need to hear.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kevin Smith is making Clerks 3, so you you can't ever say never.
0: Well, I mean, he said he was going to make Mallrats 2, and that never happened.
2: I'll never say never. Well, I mean, it,
0: it didn't happen. <laughs> it, yet. Yet. But, I mean, Clerks... I mean, granted,
2: he's retired from filmmaking. Sure, yeah. But...
0: he's now a retired filmmaker with about 10 post-retirement films under his belt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean like clerks three, I don't think that was even on the radar. Like it was mall rats That's what was mm-hmm. happening. And then Cler- clerks three came out of nowhere.
2: I think it was, it was kind of like Alvarez was saying here that like the stars aligned and it was like, he finally got, uh, Randall, I can't remember the actor's name. He finally got him on board. Yeah. And, and like everyone was on board. And so he was like, oh, I guess we got to do this one now before everything falls apart. Right. Have you, have you seen like the still of everybody? Yeah. Dude, Elias looks so old.
0: I know. He's just a skinny little shit. Like, I don't know how old he was in Clerks 2, but Clerks 2 wasn't that long ago. I know. Like, I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. And, like, I read the description. I was like, that's Elias? <laughs> I'm excited to see it, though, because I fucking love Clerks. Like, I actually, I think I'm in probably a minority saying that I like Clerks 2 more than the the original Clerks, but I, I love both of those movies, and so I'm excited to see Clerks three. Um and uh yeah,
2: see where it goes. Hopefully it doesn't go the Jay and Silent Bob reboot route where he just crams all his, as many famous people in it as he can. Yeah. But I mean,
0: even though that seemed weird, that was more in context. That's true. It would be out of context for clerks. That's 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 also true. Um I was glad to see Rosario Dawson was, was in it. Yeah. We're not even talking about horror anymore. <laughs> Um or or Evil Dead. But and Rosario um, Dawson's in Fidel Alvarez's new Evil Dead. <laughs> Great plot uh, podcast, exclusive news. But I I, just, I didn't know if she was gonna be in it. I mean, you would have thought she would have to be, but But she's doing Star Wars now, so yeah. It was weird. She was in like one episode of Mandalorian. It's like that's a relatively big name to just have in one episode.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um Sasha Banks was in more episodes than that. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah. So, yeah, Evil Dead, I mean, I'll always be excited to see an Evil Dead movie regardless of where it comes from,
2: but but we're going to wait until it starts filming before we ever get excited because we we know all these guys have a history of just blow and smoke.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and like you said, he, Alvarez, he's just become another one of the crew. I feel like uh, he's definitely tempered
2: at, tempering expectations more than especially Raimi. I th- I feel I
0: have to say that over the last few years um, and like just in, in the time that we've done this podcast, um, I feel like Bruce Campbell's gotten to a point where he's just like, I'm not saying anything because anything I say is going to get, you know, misconstrued Yeah, and, you know, bent out of shape. So I'm just not saying anything ever. And Ramey has just gone radio silent for the most part. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I guess I'll give credit where credits due. they have not been blowing as much smoke. It seems like maybe Alvarez is picking up the torch a little bit, <laughs> <clears throat> even though I mean, like he's clearly saying we have no current plans to do anything, right, but like he said, there's gonna be fucking bloody disgusting and you know and uh uh whatever other website's reporting on it. It's like, oh, Fidel Alvarez says, never say never. <laughs> like yeah but nothing's happening right now guys yeah come on and i, I mean i'm not calling out bloody disgusting in particular it's just like all they're just th- the biggest one yeah it was the first name that came to mind i mean like dread central iHorror, even like comic book news and you know websites like that they're all going to report on it i mean
2: that's who he was talking to in this interview was comic book news or comic book.com so oh okay um yeah So, But Evil Dead Rise is coming. Also, Don't Breathe 2 is in theaters now if you want some more Fidei Alvarez. Did he direct that? Did he not? I don't know, actually. I thought he was just a producer on this one. I could be wrong. I could also be wrong. Those are both things that are possible. (laughs) (laughs) Director
0: Roto Sagayas. Ah, Sagayas? We could never decide on how to say it. But he was a producer and co-writer, right? Yeah, co-writer, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um... Yeah, we were going to watch Don't Breathe too, but just I think We th- were like, I'm not going to theaters yeah. I went to the theater once and that was nice But I don't think I'd go again for a while Yeah, you went in the dip And now it's going back up mm-hmm. So,
2: Did the dip Which next episode we were supposed to go to the theater And I don't know if that's going to happen uh, um, Is it
0: Isn't it on HBO Max?
2: I don't Thanks. So. No, because Jordan Peele was like, "It has to be seen in theaters." Fucking guy. <laughs>
0: Way to drop the ball on that one.
2: Anyway, yeah. Why didn't? He, why couldn't he foresee a global pandemic? Hmm? Why couldn't he foresee a global pandemic? It was
0: still going on when they made it. No, when they decided, "Hey, we're going to put it in the theaters oh, this weekend." That yes. Anyway. Let's, let's talk about something else. The and the and I'll make it come I'll All right. So we talked before about, um, uh, basically them restarting the Hellraiser series again. I know it was it 2 years ago at this point. They did uh Hellraiser Judgment. No. Was that right? Judgment? Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh where it was a continuation of the original series. But Pinhead was played by uh a different actor, which was very controversial. Uh but at least it wasn't Fat Pinhead, <laughs> which was especially controversial. Um I mean, honestly, to me, while it it wasn't, um, oh, fuck, I'm having a brain fart. The original (laughs) Pithead. Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley, thank you. It was like Dan, Dan, no, no. Um, Dan Barry. (laughs) Doug Bradley, even though it wasn't Doug Bradley, uh, it was Paul something. Paul Taylor? don't remember. Anyway, but... Honestly, he's not like a spitting image of Doug Bradley, but he looked pretty close. Yeah, Paul Taylor. Okay. Paul T. Taylor. That's right. I knew there was a middle initial in there.
2: I wasn't sure if the T was for Taylor and then there was a different last name or. Um, Anyway, I
0: thought he did a pretty good job. I think my review and rating reflected that, but it was pretty widely disliked, which was unfortunate, I thought. Um, Yeah. but what can you do? Anyway, so uh, that was directed by the makeup artist that worked on several of the Hellraiser films, um, whose name I'm also forgetting. I'm so bad. You're just batting a thousand right now. I am so fucking bad at this. Gary Tunnicliffe. Um, he was a uh, makeup artist on several of the Hellraiser movies who directed it, um, and uh, I thought he did a good job. It was like a dark and gritty type thing that wasn't really... No, it was kind of noir. Yeah, which was not of the Hellraiser style uh, in the past, but I thought it worked. But yeah, people seem to not think so. So, uh, Dimension. Actually, I guess it's not really Dimension anymore. Whoever owns the rights now decided, hey, we're going to go in a different direction. And they hired one, David Bruckner.
2: Um, Spyglass Media. Ah, uh, okay.
0: Um, And he uh, directed The Ritual. And um, The Night House. I'm not familiar with that one. We talked
2: about The Night House last episode. Somebody else did something on The Night House and we were like, I don't know what The Night House is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking movie is following us. Well, there we go. The Still Nighthouse. don't know what it is. But now I know it's directed by David Bruckner.
0: Anyway, yeah, so the ritual, we we did that on the show, and that was a kick-ass movie. That was good. Um very uh very dark and ominous. <laughs> <laughs> uh I really like movies. You're in fucking a- Billy
2: Baldwin, aren't you? <laughs> you know, like getting your dick cut off is a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um god damn it. <laughs> I lost my all all of my train of thought whatever was left. David Bruckner. Thank you. Uh anyway, so yeah, the ritual was awesome. It really took uh a look at um like Nordic folklore, which I feel like is really underdeveloped in in films uh and unexplored for the most part. And I had that dude from John of the Dead yeah, uh... Rafe something. Spall, Rafe Spall. I remember his name. <laughs> um I can't remember fucking Doug Bradley, I but know. you remember Rafe Spall. <laughs> Fuck my life. Uh Anyway, so... Point of the story is... David Breckner's directing the new Hellraiser movie, and he's saying that it is, uh quote, something of a small reimagining. Um... Let's see. It's going to be a Hulu feature, which is weird. Um, but uh, let's see, Odessa. Trying to find a narrative here. Odessa a- a- Azion, Azion, Azion uh, was recently cast in a lead role. Uh, But we don't really know much about the movie as a whole right now. Um, We can assume that Pinhead will be in there somewhere. Again, probably not played by Doug Bradley. Um, But uh, Odessa was speaking with SFX Magazine uh, this week. And um, oh wait, sorry, this is Bruckner. He's talking with SFX Magazine. uh, And he just talked about it just a little bit, just a, just the tip. Just a little bit. Uh, he says we can't say anything about it yet. Uh, he said, but it is something that we are actively working towards, and it is a joy and a dream for a filmmaker like myself to dive into that world. Uh, he went on to say, "All I'll say is that uh, we are aiming for it to be a true, for it to be true as we can to the original material. The Hellbound Heart is also a primary source of inspiration, as well as the original film." But then there's something of a small excuse me, reimagining.
2: <laughs> Greetings from the interior. <laughs>
0: um, you know, you hear a reimagining and you, <laughs> you kind of cringe a little bit. Tense up. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, especially with um, you know, treasured properties like Hellraiser that people just live and breathe by. Um, I mean, I, I feel like the the first two Hellraiser movies and arguably maybe the third are just like held so dearly by by Hellraiser fans and, and Clive Barker fans um that basically anything beyond that is just trash. Not not only like the direct sequels, but also like uh was it Revelation? That sounds right. Um, and judgment were both just hated by by Hellraiser fans because they felt like it wasn't true to the original material and yada, yada, yada. I mean, I've said before on the show that I'm not like ride or die Hellraiser, but like... I I, I like the movies, but I still see like, okay, well, yeah, Hellraiser Judgment, that was a pretty solid movie, especially after the shit show that was the one before that. Yeah. And basically, all the movies... Since Hellraiser 4, honestly. Uh, like So 5, 6, and I think there was a 7th one. And then Revelations and... And then and Judgment. All the ones in between were just dog shit. <laughs> there was one movie, uh, I think it was called... Um, it was called Hellraiser Deader. It was called Deader. It was about video games. Hmm. And Hellraiser was so like so Pinhead was like not even like physically in the game. Maritime movie. <laughs> hmm. It's just and I might be confusing two sequels because they were more or less the same. Anyway. So I'm looking forward to this. Um but I, I do have reservations when I hear the word reimagining because in the past not been great. Yeah. Because what needs to be reimagined. Well, that's the thing. It's like
2: if you're, I mean, well, it sounds like he's kind of going back to the, um, you know, the source material with the, the hellbound heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the original Hellra- Hellraiser was very heavily influenced by the hellbound heart as it should have been. Um, but there obviously was a lot of stuff that, was new because i mean it's a novella it's not a a long novel or a series of books um so obviously there was room for expansion uh which created the hellraiser series and universe that we know so going back to the hellbound heart yeah there's a lot there's a lot in there to grab from and pinhead who wasn't even initially named pinhead like the fans named him that um was not even necessarily a primary character so i'm i'm wondering if that's the direction they're gonna go is where pinhead kind of takes a backseat or maybe he's not even in it could very well be so but i think we talked about that before when we talked about judgment now like there there's a potential to have uh you know a, a, a whole world of of hell that doesn't necessarily center around pinhead. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anyway, time will tell. Um, I, I have faith in Bruckner. Um, yeah, I've liked most of the stuff.
2: Like, I don't remember exactly what part of Southbound he did, but I'd like most of Southbound. So, yeah.
0: And, uh, and I
2: never saw the Nighthouse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, Ben Collins and Luke, uh, Piotrowski are writing it. Um, and they wrote in, I think maybe they wrote in the movie Siren, which was based on a story from uh, VHS. VHS, yeah. They also wrote The Nighthouse. Right. <laughs> the fabled Nighthouse. Uh, so we'll see where things go. Hulu, that's where they go. That's where things go nowadays. Speaking of which, I, I keep meaning to ask you this, and I keep forgetting. Have you watched any of the American Horror Stories? mm They're hit and miss. Yeah, I could see that.
2: I was, like, kind of interested in it, because I was like, I always like the first couple episodes of American Horror Story, <laughs> and then it dies out, in my
0: opinion. So maybe if it's just one off, that might be good.
2: Maybe they could do some better stuff.
0: You know what's so strange, though, is, like, it feels like uh, pretty much all the episodes I've watched, it seems like they're building the story. That would go for like a few episodes. Are they building a mystery? Yes. Like Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, they, they build the story for like three quarters of the, of the episode, which is only like 50 minutes long. Uh, and then it seems like in the last quarter of the episode, they just wrap things up really quickly. Hmm. And it's kind of like Halloween, like the Halloween series in that, It's an anthology, or it was intended to be an anthology, but the first two episodes were the same story. So you had the first episode took place at the murder house, and the second episode was a continuation of that story. Then the third episode was a completely different story, and so on and so forth. So you come back to the final episode, which just aired recently, um, where it loops back. And I won't get into the details of the but it goes back to the murder house but it's so confusing like i don't like there's a lot of like like red herrings and like misdirection like where you there's like you think you're in a video game but then you're not in a video game and everything like all these worlds kind of overlap each other i'm like i'm so confused i don't know what's going on right now sometimes i think murphy is like too clever By a half. Well he didn't even like I don't think he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Wow. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. But I mean, I think all in all, I'd give American horror stories maybe like a five out of (laughs) ten. All right. Anyway. We'll talk about Hellraiser. Yeah. When the cryptos creak and the tombstones quake, ghosts come out for swinging way. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grinning
1: ghosts come out to, to socialize. socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spoon. I
2: like how that's our way of bringing things back around, is just saying the thing. <laughs> that's why people love us. Well, that's why. <laughs> So last episode we talked about the new Haunted Mansion movie, and Tony got very upset about Tiffany Haddish being in it.
0: I'm I'm very upset about Tish, Tiffany Haddish's like existence. <laughs> so there, there's no there's no pleasing me.
2: <laughs> but we talked about how you know she may or may not be playing some form of Madame Leota, and Lakeith Stanfield may or may not be playing some form of the Ghost Host. Uh, we've found some casting breakdowns that reveal some different characters, uh, casting for the following ghosts describes the role as appearing throughout the film, but in a non-scripted capacity, they will also appear in wall portraits. So what does that mean? Exactly. The, does, it mean yeah, does it mean they don't talk?
0: Um, and, and, and if that's the case, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Why do they need a fucking backstory or even a description? Really? Just put them in a costume. Yeah, really. Get to work. <laughs>
2: uh, but first up, we have William Gracie and his wife, a wealthy Creole couple in their early 30s. The Gracies are free people of color from 19th century New Orleans. Uh, we have the Mariner, an older, weathered 19th century sailor, gruff on the outside, but with a winning smile <laughs> and an underlying warmth to him. The Butler, another Victorian era older gentleman serving as the butler to a wealthy family. He's described as a thin man with hollow eyes. What do you do here? I buttle. <laughs> I'm the butler. I buttle. The bride, a 30-something Victorian woman who's gained a reputation for beheading her husbands a few times. Okay, five times.
0: Okay, so that's a character we know.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean... Yeah, and, go ahead. I mean, and, you know, Gracie is a character we know. <laughs> is he? Yeah. They talk about Gracie in it. I think he's like one of the busts at the beginning. Really? I, I don't remember that. A uh, dueling ghost, pretty self-explanatory. A 19th century male ghost who participates in a duel. This one has a fairly open age range with potential casting running from thirties to sixties. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> you talked me into it. Uh, and then we have casting for the following roles specified. They will take up the mantle of talking portrait, including a motion picture motion capture performance to be translated digitally. These come directly from the Disney ride. So you may have spotted their portraits before there's woman with Rose, an older woman who may have played a part in her recent widowing man in dynamite suit, an older bearded man preparing to take a formal picture, but he doesn't realize the flash of light will be a bit more intense than expected, which is that one of the stretching portraits.
0: I don't think so. Hmm.
2: Quicksand man. Another one that's pretty self-explanatory. A guy sinking in quicksand. That is that a stretching is. portrait. And the ballerina, a young and nimble dancer, anxious as she balances perilously above a creature below, also from the stretching room. Yes. So I'm wondering if all of those are stretching room.
0: They very well could be. I mean, you know, and as many times as I've been on that ride in my life, I never really committed a lot of them to memory. It's just kind of something I experience while it's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's, I try not to like absorb Disney rides too much. Because I want to be then able they to become en- old hat. Yeah. yeah, I want to be able to enjoy them. So, yeah. Although I haven't seen the original fucking haunted house and or haunted mansion in years. I know, same here. Even when I go this
2: October, I'm not gonna fucking see it. Fucking. Like, start that shit in November.
0: Yeah, don't at all. <laughs> That's also an option. <laughs> I remember. Uh, so my sister and. Uh, my brother in law went to Japan a few years ago. They just usually take like an annual trip somewhere, like another country usually. Um, they went to throw
1: J- it in the river. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: but they went to um, Tokyo Disneyland or Disneyland Tokyo, whichever way it is. Uh, and uh, my brother in law he was really excited to see the haunted mansion. All made up for Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh no, they don't do it there. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he, even though he lived in California for most of his life, and you know, however many times he'd ever been to Disneyland, he's a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. So, but he'd never seen the Haunted Mansion made up for Nightmare Before Christmas. So he was really excited because they went in October or November or something. So when when they would have had it done, they go on the ride, and it's in Japanese. Oh. <laughs> Because why wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. It's fucking Tokyo. And he was so mad. <laughs> like, Lindsay, my, my sister, was telling me that he was just livid. Like, he was so upset that it was in fucking Japanese. But like you said, why would you expect it to not be? Yeah, I think maybe part of the reason he was upset was because he didn't even he think, didn't of think that. about it. Yeah. Um, one of them, I thought it was
2: Tokyo, maybe it's not, has the mystic mansion instead of the haunted mansion, and it's like a completely different ride because of the way that they view ghosts over there. Maybe it's Shanghai. Um, that Yeah,
0: it might be Shanghai or Paris. But it's like the
2: way that they view ghosts is much different than here. It's not like a scary thing. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's about like a monkey that opens <laughs> up like a magical m- uh, music box or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I don't. I wouldn't mind the Nightmare Before Christmas thing so much if they focus more on like the Halloween aspect of it during October. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe ch- carry it over into Christmas for second half of November and December.
0: Yeah. I mean, I we've gone toe to toe on this before multiple times. Like I am firmly, I have my feet firmly planted in the ground in the camp that Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Halloween movie. Uh, and I'll, I'll fucking die on that hill if I have to. Um, but like you said, but that's irrelevant to this point. Like whether you
2: want to consider it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie, like at Halloween, the haunted mansion should be Halloweenish. The fucking haunted mansion. Yeah. yeah. It should either be the regular old haunted mansion, or if you want to put a nightmare before Christmas spin on it, then it needs to be Halloween town through October.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless you're like a child nightmare before Christmas isn't spooky, right? I mean, you know, it's just inherently creepy, like most Tim Burton stuff is, but it's not creepy. The Haunted Mansion, for all of its goofs and gags, is still fairly creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you take all that out or you you know, you, you put, a, um, you know, a, a, a sheen on it, it just, it takes away all that magic and all the stuff you go there to see gets replaced by fucking Jack Skellington and a bunch of goofy... Halloween Town people Yeah Just like This is fucking stupid I, I, I really wish They'd stop doing that But they, they do it every fucking year And people love it So they're not gonna stop Yeah People that, are sheep Thank you for coming To our TED Talk Anyway So yeah I mean I've already said That I won't see this Because I can't Fucking stand Tiffany Haddish But There you go There's some Characters you can expect Haunted Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think it's been a couple of years at this point that um, the merger or the the buyout of. 20th Century Fox uh, by Disney has taken place. <clears throat> that was something that we saw coming, though. Actually, no, it hasn't been a couple of years. It was just last year, wasn't it? Dude, I don't even know what time is anymore. Right? <laughs> it seems so long ago, but when I put my mind to it, like, I really think
2: it was last year. And you're like, oh, hey, did you see that movie that came out last year? And people are like, Taylor, that movie came out in 1979. <laughs> I'm
1: like, What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, they, I, I really think the whole 20th century studios thing was just last year, uh, March 2019. Yep. So right around when things started. So that's why yeah. It's it like time was normal and then it just stopped. So basically what we're trying to say is that the Disney Fox merger started COVID. It caused <laughs> a global pandemic. Likely. Likely. Uh, but yeah, so that was a long time coming though. Like they were talking about that for probably the better part of a year before it actually happened. But everybody, you know, there was a lot of people saying, oh, it's not going to happen. You know, they're going to have, Disney's going to have problems with the monopoly and, you know, antitrust stuff and blah, blah, blah. And people were just so uh, afraid that all these properties were going to go tits up because Disney doesn't do. Like rated R stuff. Right. Which is not true because they've been doing rated R movies in Touchstone for decades. Anyway, so they bought 20th Century Fox, made it 20th Century Studios. Along with it came properties like uh, you know, all the all the except for the stuff that Sony still owns, all the Marvel properties, X Men and and all the related things there. Did you say they tried to buy the Spider Man rights from Sony? Yeah, and and Sony's like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I feel like we talked about this before, but the whole thing is kind of funny because Marvel and Disney, you know, Sony bought those rights when Marvel was about to tank. Like Marvel Comics, and, you know, when Marvel was still just one entity, uh, was going bankrupt because they couldn't sell comics. And then Sam Raimi started making Spider-Man movies, and, you know, uh, you know, New Line made Blade. So Marvel and comic books started getting popular again. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, Sony like resurrected uh, interest in comic books, and namely Spider-Man, which, ga- which gave Marvel a boost, which made Disney want to buy Marvel Studios and turn it into the powerhouse it is now. And so, yeah, they come back to Sony and say, hey, give us our Spider-Man back. And they're like, "Fuck you! This is ours. We made this." <laughs> Meanwhile, Universal Studios in
2: Florida is like, "Nobody tell Disney we have Marvel rights."
0: <laughs> yeah, they still have the Spider-Man thing. They got they? the whole Incredible Hulk one too. All right. Well, actually, Universal, I believe, still does own the Hulk. Do th- they? I'm pretty sure that Marvel and Disney have to have to lease rights from. Universal for the Hulk. I believe Universal Studios, I believe, holds some
2: kind of rights to Marvel when it comes to amusement parks. Mm-hmm. And that's why the new area in California Adventure is called Avengers Campus. And it doesn't have Marvel in the name. Interesting. Did not know that. Because, <clears throat> yeah, they have Mar- Marvel Heroes Island or something like that at Universal Florida.
0: Yeah, I, I know they ha- used to have like a big fucking Marvel thing. Yeah. Like, I know that the fucking Spider-Man stage show was huge for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's why there haven't been any Hulk movies since the Ed Norton one. Oh, yeah, I guess there haven't been. Because, yeah, it's like they can say, okay, well, we're going to pay for this character for our Avengers movie. But, you know, basically, if they want to make an entire movie, they either have to completely buy it back from, from Universal or... I don't know, pay them to make one or something. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, so yeah, all of these rated R and, you know, adult oriented properties, people were so concerned. were are just going to fizzle namely the alien franchise, which honestly, after what Ridley Scott did, I would never problem <laughs> with, but there are people out there who, for some reason loved Prometheus and alien, uh, Resurrection? No, that was the one. Was the fourth one? Sigourney Weaver. What
2: the fuck was that
0: called? I don't know. The Danny McBride one. Yeah. <laughs> Covenant. That's the one. Um. Anyway, so that happened. Um. But anyway, so I can't remember. Oh, so okay, so uh, at the end of last year which seems like forever ago, uh, Disney announced that they are working on an alien TV series, for, of course, for FX slash Hulu. Um, I keep forgetting that Disney owns Hulu now.
2: Yeah. I forget that they own FX.
0: <laughs> well, it's Fox. Yeah, yeah. but I, I forget that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's funny that FX and Hulu have just kind of become like this amalgamation. Yeah, that's where I watch all my FXOs yeah it's funny we've paid for cable for so many years and like we we watch it on occasion and we watched it more when tv was normal still um but ever since covid and there's been less new shows on uh we just like we almost never watch cable but we still pay for it because we're fucking idiots
2: well i mean the only thing we watch on cable is sports games and the mass singer I, I literally think that's the only thing we ever watch on cable.
0: Let's see, we even watch a mass
2: Singer on Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't watch it live? Nope. We, we don't watch a lot of stuff live. But it's cheaper to have it. Yeah. It was just, they're just always like, oh, your promotional deal is ending. I'm like, okay, I'll just go ahead and cancel. And they're like, well, here's a different promotional deal. Like, okay, sign me up. Hold on, hold on. Before you go. Like, How would you like faster internet and more channels for less money? I'm like, I could give a fuck about the less channels, but you said less money, so let's fucking go. <laughs>
0: My main concern is having, because we pay, we pay for unlimited internet, so we don't get data Brawled. capped, yeah, um, and like super fast speeds, just because we've got so many devices that might be using internet at any given time. We have a lot of our like lights and stuff on smart switches, so we we need that extra bandwidth. And you watch your porn in 8K, so bingo. <laughs> Plus, I work from home, so it's like it's important to have a good connection. Sure. Um, anyway, so uh, last year they announced the Alien TV series. I don't think they went into a lot of detail what that was supposed to be based on or, you know, what, what it was supposed to be about. Um, I
2: think the only thing they told us was that it would take place on Earth. I don't even remember that
0: much. Yeah, that was like the only thing that they really teased. <laughs> Okay. Well. Um. Anyway. So it's being developed with Noah Hawley, uh, who uh, developed. Uh, I think he did a lot of. I can't remember if he was like a regular director or a showrunner on Legion, and Fargo. Noah Hawley. Holl- no, he didn't create Fargo. So he must have just been like a. Is was Legion the X Men one? Yeah. Okay. The very tenuously connected <laughs> yeah. X Men one. Um anyway, but I mean both shows were good. I, I couldn't get into Legion. I, I recognized that it was a good show. I just couldn't stick with it. Um but uh so FX had teased, expect to uh, expect a scary thrill ride set not too far in the future here on Earth. Okay, so there you go. Um but recent news coming out, uh FX chairman John Landgraff has suggested that we might not be seeing this show until uh, later this year or possibly even next year. Uh, he says I have optimism the show may well roll out into 2023 um, said this uh, he said but it will it will probably roll out in 2023 but we want to get it right So not even later this year or next year, but two years. Or a year and a half. Oh, sorry, I misread that. Sorry. We shouldn't expect the series this year or oh. even next year. So, you know, like you said, nothing set in stone. Uh, but it's looking like, you know, twenty twenty three is gonna be the uh the uh the release date. Uh, he also noted I think you'll also see that the show will feel like part of the cinematic universe you're familiar with in terms of Alien. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to assume this is going to probably take place between Covenant and the first Alien movie, more modern time. Yeah. Uh, rather than try and reproduce this, you know, CGI future world, which just gets expensive. Yeah, especially on a Hulu budget. Well, I mean, if anybody has the money to do it, it's going to be fucking Disney. Well, no shit. (laughs) Um... Uh, Let's see, Noah Hawley recently said that the series will not center on uh, Ellen Ripley, which I guess we could probably figure.
2: Have you seen people, like a lot of people want um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead to revive the character of Ellen Ripley? Like if they were to do like a reimagining to have her play
0: Ripley? Is it because she did that movie where she looks like Ripley? uh, Yes. (laughs) I could get behind that. I think she could pull it off. She's uh, incredible. She could pull off anything. Yeah.
2: Like what? No, bad. <laughs> she is an angel on earth. You watch what you say about her,
0: dude. Man, she'll always be uh, Ramona Flowers for me. Yes,
1: <sighs> Ramona. <laughs>
0: Ramona. Um. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> I, I honestly like. I like aliens. For what it is, um, you <laughs> went <with> Aliens. <laughs> I mean, the Aliens series, or, you know, franchise. Um, you know, like, I like the first one for the most part. I really like Aliens because mm. it was, you know, it was directed by James Cameron. Um, I feel like he had uh, a clearer vision of what direction to lead the series in. Um, rather than just this ominous space horror that Ridley Scott kept trying to make, yeah. Um, and you know, people call that blaspheming, or you know, that I'm up my own ass or something, uh, because they just think Ridley Scott is God. You know, like, oh my God, Blade Runner. That was Tony coming. That noise was. That was Blade Runner fans coming. I'm leaving. leaving. <laughs> uh, Why do they sound like Jerry Lewis when they go? <laughs> I don't know. That's them. Uh, but, you know, Alien 3 was dog shit. And they, that, that's another one of those movies where it's like, oh, there's so much studio involvement. It's like, in the, probably not. It was probably always dog shit. <laughs> um, and then Alien Resurrection. I thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't as good as Aliens, but it was all right. But people just hated it so much. Um, and then yeah, then we had those two Ridley Scott movies, which are just dog shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, then you know we, we've got like video games and shit um that that kind of expand the franchise, the comic books, aliens, especially like the mid-90s, you know, late 80s, early 90s, that whole era aliens were everywhere like every kind of property you could think of had aliens yeah um and i just never really got into that it was just never really my i'm not a big sci-fi guy right um so anyway but i i I like the alien franchise for what it is uh so but it's like the tv show it's like okay cool cool yeah (laughs) I mean, maybe I'll check it out, uh, and I don't really care when it comes out, whatever. Right. If it's on
2: Hulu, then yeah, maybe I'll check it out, because yeah. I, I
0: have Hulu. and uh, It's like I watch a lot of stuff. I'll probably catch it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to, like,
0: seek it out. Yeah. And I'm not going to be heartbroken that it's not coming out for two years. Yeah. So, and uh, Ridley Scott's on board to be producer, so there we go. Hey, hey, cool. As long as he doesn't fucking direct.
2: Um, one last thing about Disney fucking fire bob chapik Guy's a piece of shit bob chapik this ceo of disney mm. wait what did he do the whole scarlett johansson thing for one. Oh, yeah well is that just him or is that all disney well he is the what? one leading the charge against her and he's just making himself look like a fucking asshole
0: he's probably one of the richest guys on earth he doesn't care that's true <laughs> or maybe not necessarily rich but powerful yeah because, I mean, not only does Disney own some of the most successful franchises in history and just, like, they're fucking money powerhouses, or they're, they're a money powerhouse, uh, but they have, like, media outlets and shit. So it's just like, they don't give a fuck. They're they going to do them. I just read this morning that they're moving, they're they're trying to move the uh, ScarJo case to arbitration. Yeah. Which means they're just going to settle and make it go away. mm mm-hmm. So, like, nothing's going to get better. Right. That's what I'm saying. Get rid of him. You know, I, I I feel like, we're getting off topic now, but the whole, this whole thing could do well to have, like, every Marvel star come together and say, we're not going to do this until you make this right. Yeah. Um, like, when HBO
2: Max was like, we're going to have movies come out on HBO Max the same day they come out in theaters. And people were like, well, that's kind of fucked up. What are you going to do about all the actors who were dependent on that box office? And they were like, oh, we're going to restructure their contract. Why is Disney not even considering that? Because they don't have to. And clearly, they do. They're going to get sued into oblivion if
0: they don't. I'm. They got the money. Yeah. The only thing that's going to hurt them is if they start losing their stars. Yeah. I mean,
2: Emma Stone already signed on for Cruella 2. So she had talked about suing, but now she signed on for Cruella 2. So... And the uh, rock, the rocks, talking
0: about suing for Jungle Cruise. Oh, okay. I was just saying, wait a minute, because I, I immediately went to Black Adam. I'm like that's DC. Um, it's also not even out yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But I just read that. Um. Fucking. Uh, oh my god! Why can't I remember names ever in my life? Because you're old. Who? <sighs> what movie? The fucking new Captain America, Anthony Mackey. Oh, he just signed on for Captain America four. Mm. Uh, and I th- I can't remember if I talked about this just to you and in, 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 like in a normal conversation or if we were on the show, but apparently Disney is not going to be Disney slash Marvel Studios is not going to they're not going to be doing long contracts anymore. Mainly just like single or or two movie deals. Um. So, Anthony Mackie is not on contract to do a lot of, you know, Captain America and or Avengers movies. He signed up for Captain America 4. And then, you know, once that comes out, then he'll do a contract for the next one, you know, and so on and so forth. And I think, honestly, I think that's the best way to do it at this point because of streaming. Yeah. Because then you can, like, if you get fucked on this one contract, it's like contracts are contracts. Once they're signed... There's not a lot you can do, mm-hmm. but the next one, it's like, okay, well, this is the 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 world now. Now I include, I want this such and such money from streaming. Well, and also if you know they become a massive
2: star based on that one movie, they can now they can negotiate for more money. Exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I just I feel like if they if all these Marvel stars were to come together, um, that they could make a statement and maybe make disney bend the knee like they should um but at the same time i feel like the fans will pay for it um either by losing interest uh or you know just losing you know the kids the kids love these movies you know they look up to these heroes as role models you know and if you stop making marvel movies and there's nothing for them to grab onto. sure um i mean other outlets sure but um but then, you know, you look at Disney, who was going to flex their their muscle and start firing people. Like, well, we don't need you. Uh, we can recast you or, or or move on to a different story or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the Avengers have a, an ever-changing roster right. in, in the comic books. There's a a number of heroes to pick from.
2: Like, yeah, we haven't even gotten into
0: multiverses in the movies yet. Yeah. Uh, same with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like... The Guardians of the Galaxy have had several lineups over the years. Yeah. So it's like, they don't need Chris Pratt <laughs> or Zoe Saldana. They could find someone else. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it, it, Hollywood's fucked, man. I fucking hate Hollywood. I fucking hate how fake <laughs> Hollywood is. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that to
2: become a whole thing. but
1: no, I, mean, just, that, that,
2: I just think Bob Chappick is handling the situation terribly.
0: He really is. And I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson because... You know, while she is she has plenty of money. It's it's still that's her well, like work. they
2: canceled Tower of Terror over it. So like she's losing work over it. Did they cancel the whole movie or
0: just As her of role? now, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know they fired her from it, but um and yeah, she said she'll never work with Disney again. I don't blame her. Which might become increasingly hard for her. <laughs>
2: that's a good point. Uh Disneyland's all like, oh yeah, or not Disneyland. <laughs> Disney is like, what if we own everything? Yeah. What if we buy Warner Brothers? What if we buy McDonald's?
0: Now you can't work fucking anywhere. <laughs> I know like I know AT&T, like, they, they own Warner Media. And Warner Media, as a subsidiary of AT&T, has been trying to offload a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, and I think AT&T maybe just wants to get out of the movie business altogether. So they've been trying to dump Warner Media. So, I mean, if Disney wanted to, they could be like, yoink. <laughs> We have all the superheroes. I mean, yeah. Um, anyway. But also, I mean, just all of well, Warner Brothers. I mean, and yeah. all their subsidiaries. New Line. <laughs> yeah. Turner. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Anyway, Alien. <laughs> Fairy
0: tales can come true, it can happen to you.
1: If you're young at heart, for it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind.
2: All right, closing out horror business with an update from our friends over at Luchigor Productions. Uh, While we. An
0: update, aka the first time we've talked about this.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, While we still wait patiently for El Gigante the feature. We are getting a new film called Bingo Hell. Get it? Like Bingo Hall. Oh. But it's Bingo Hell. No, I didn't get that. It's not about independent wrestling, (laughs) but that would be cool. Why would it be about independent wrestling? Because a lot of independent wrestling companies work out of Bingo Halls. Oh, Or at least used to. It's a a cliche. Uh, Unfortunately, this is part of the Welcome to the Blumhouse series. Womp womp. They probably hate us talking, saying that shit, but... They don't listen, so. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I hate bull mouse. <laughs> um, set to debut October 1st on Amazon Prime, uh, the idea for Bingo Hell came from a conversation between Gigi Guerrero and her writing partner, Shane McKenzie, who shared a story about a visit with his wife's elder relatives at their bingo hall, who took the game way too seriously. <laughs> uh, Guerrero says, too bloody disgusting. They would bring their lucky charms and never arrived late. My reply was, oh, dude, my abuela is just as obsessed with Lotteria, which is Mexican bingo, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard of that. I mean, it sounds like lottery, to, but... I'm not sure how exactly how it's played, but I'm
0: familiar with the game itself.
2: Uh, and she plays with her relatives religiously. Mackenzie then made a joke and said, imagine what would happen if we took bingo away from them. Those seniors would kick our ass. <laughs> and this was the impetus for bingo hell. <laughs> That's
0: so... It sounds like a Kevin Smith development meeting. (laughs) Were they high doing this? Um, What if a guy was a
2: walrus? (laughs) Not a real walrus, but like a guy in a walrus suit that was made out of people. Because that's science. What the fuck are you talking about, Kevin? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Guerrero goes on to say, Our goal was to create a fun genre film that you can watch with your grandparents as they see themselves on screen as the heroes. We were so excited to break the stereotype of the weak and old. The inspiration was to bring the nostalgia back from older films that had charming leading characters. I said, guys, let's make batteries not included in a Rob zombie universe. (laughs) That is an interesting concept. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the line that sold me right there. Yeah. Uh, Guerrero says, it's a horror comedy saying, let's be honest here. There is nobody more stubborn and funny than our very own elders this film focused a lot on their natural charm and sass while feeling like an old school horror movie. Our world needs more humor to escape the real horrors of the world, and Bingo Hell does exactly that.
0: <laughs> Which I don't I can't think of go ever doing a horror comedy before. Uh I mean not explicitly. I mean <laughs> they have had funny things. Right. Um but yeah, it was just a straight horror comedy. That's that's definitely uh a, a new venture. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Well, I mean, they did that one short. um, uh, I mean, I guess it was mainly just Gigi in front of a mirror, but the one with the face mask.
2: Oh, yeah. Was that considered a luchagor joint? Wasn't it? I don't know. It could be. I I honestly don't know. Sure. But again, it could also just have been Gigi in front of a mirror. She could have done that all by herself. Uh, she goes on to say, let's just say that these wonderful and seasoned senior actors had an absolute blast being drenched in blood on set. So it's going to be a Luchagore film. Naturally. Uh, it's Luchagore. We definitely didn't hold back in certain moments. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people who don't know Luchagore to like the degree that we do only might know like, um, what was the Hulu one with, with Babs? Uh, culture shock, culture shock, or, um, like, La Quinceañera, which, you know, La Quinceañera was much more of, like, an an action kind of crime thriller. Yeah. Uh, but.
0: Very Tarantino.
2: Especially Luchihor's early stuff, especially, like, El Gigante, they get gory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Have you ever been to bingo?
2: Not at a bingo hall. I've oh. been to, like, bingo at bars.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I've never been to, like, a tiny little, like, church bingo hall or, like, a a senior center or something. I've never been to one of those. But, like, like at the reservation to, like, that bingo, Mm -hmm. I've been a handful of times. And, yeah, there are old people there that are just religious about it. (laughs) And they just sit there and smoke their cigarettes and have their little lucky charms around them. And they're blotters. They're blotters and they're 10,000 cards. Uh, And, yeah, just sit there and play the game. (laughs) <laughs> for God knows how long, every day. What irritates me and always made the game less fun because you know I go there and get the cards, and you know bought them manually on paper. But there are people that go there and get these machines that what? Play, yeah, they play I have machines that are preloaded with you know however many different sets of cards they paid for, and it automatically. That's cheating. Marks it for them. Yeah. They they literally, I people sit there, they'll go there and literally sit there and read books or, you know, fuck around on their phone. How was that and, fun? I don't know. They're Honestly, I don't think they're there for fun. I think they're win- they were there to win money. To gamble, basically, yeah. But it, it takes the fun out of it for people who go there for fun. Yeah. Because my wife's grandma was really big into bingo and she went all the time. And I feel like she lived on the other side side of the state, over the mountains. Every time she came over here, she always wanted to go play bingo up at the reservation. So we'd a lot of times go with her. Then um, yeah, just sit there and play bingo for a couple hours. It's kind of fun. But yeah, and I feel like every time I went, there were more and more people with these fucking things. And yeah, they just sit there, kick back, read a book, fuck around on their iPads or whatever. It's just like, man, this sucks. <laughs> She's just gone over and just... I cleared it like a cat. Just fuck this. Well, I was telling my wife one time, like, man, I wish I like I knew more about computers. I'd like like upload a virus into their yeah little
2: hack <laughs> their machine. Yeah, start blotting out like dirty words, <laughs> <laughs> like pictures of boobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We used to go to the Comet Tavern, and there was this woman named Boots that would come and do bingo. I think Boots it was bingo Monday nights or something like that. Um, and she she would always just like say things that were questionable (laughs) like she'd be like b10 like rihanna b10 what (laughs) beaten
0: oh (laughs) yeah we're just like ooh.
2: that's rough boots (laughs) boots we're like don't worry it's (laughs) b9
0: oh boots Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, excited to see more stuff from Luchagor. I just wish it wasn't Blumhouse. I wish they
2: would get out from under that Blumhouse umbrella, but I guess
0: whoever's giving them money. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're getting the job done, you know, more power to them. I just wish it was somewhere else. Yeah. Cause Jason Blum's.
2: I thought they had to deal with Raven Banner at one point.
0: It's news to me. Oh, maybe I made it up. So,
2: anyway. Bingo hell.
0: (laughs) And that brings us to the end of horror business, guys. So, there you go. Good stuff. Horror business. I need to take a break. So. That's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So, from here, we're going to do some movies and talk about them. We're not going to do movies. What are we you? We're not going to make movies. I wish we could make movies. That'd be fun. But we don't have any money. We don't have any money. Or time. Or time. We're not that smart. Or willpower. <laughs> or attention span. But we're going to talk about movies that have actually been made. And, uh, you know. Review them. Comment on them. So let's do that. All right, guys. So we have two pretty new films, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, both uh, actually. So one is in theaters and you know on early access on VOD, and the other is a Netflix film. So uh, which one do you start with, Taylor? Uh, let's start with Blood Red Sky. Mom, mom,
1: oh, sweetheart. Is this is yours. I have a prescription.
2: Isn't your mother back yet?
1: She's taking her medicine. (gasps) So she'll start making new healthy blood. There's a doctor in America who can help her. Don't touch me, okay? Sir, what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, we have control of the plane. It's gonna be alright, Sido. We want this operation of ours to go off without a hitch. If not... Yes! Use your imaginations. Listen! Drink blood? It's the only way to stop them. Or they're going to kill everyone on board. We'll make it, I promise. Come on! Tony. He wants to get away from the sun. Let's give her some. You have the evil within. You cannot control it.
0: All right, so Blood Red Sky uh, is a German film, which I did. I I honestly, I can't remember if I remem- if I th- knew that already. <laughs> if I did know it, I had forgotten.
2: But I noticed in the credits that thanked like the the Czech Film Society or whatever.
0: And there were a lot of, um, uh, well, maybe not a lot, but there were at least a few English-speaking car- uh, actors in it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Graham McTavish from Game of Thrones. I think he was in Game of Thrones. Um, and um, Dominic Purcell. Uh, I probably know him from, like, L- Legends of Tomorrow. Jailbreak. Jailbreak, yeah. I guess probably more people know him from Jailbreak. <clears throat>
2: is and, he the one that was in Primeval? Or is that the other uh,
0: jailbreak guy? I, I don't know. Uh, actually, they, it was him. Well, Yo, fuck damn. that movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you really hating that movie. And I don't think I've ever actually seen it, but... Don't! What is it? What, like... You thought it was a monster, and then it was just... No, right. so first off, okay.
2: So the, tr- <laughs> the trailer for this movie is like, he is the most dangerous serial killer ever known. He has killed over 40 people or whatever, and he's still at loose. Prime evil coming to theaters, and you're like, all right, yeah, fucking serial killer? Let's go. And then you watch the movie, and it's a fucking alligator. <laughs> like Lake placid did you? Yeah. Like, they... The, I was sold a bill of goods and what I was given was a bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and It wasn't even a good movie either. <laughs> like they tell you right up front that it's an alligator and you just go, I mean, and then I saw trailers after the movie came out that were told you it was an alligator. And
0: I was like, yeah, where the fuck were these trailers before I saw the damn thing? Oh, they knew what they're doing. <laughs> um, all right. So blood red sky is not an alligator movie. It is, in fact, uh, a vampire movie. Gators on a plane. God. I mean, it's kind of a vampire movie. Don't give him any idea. Uh, I mean, kind of. In that it has vampires. It's
2: basically Passenger 57 if Passenger 57 was a vampire. I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because it was Wesley Snipes. Ah, uh, Blade. Mm-hmm. And Dominic mm-hmm. Purcell. Mm-hmm. He was in the. He was. He was, he was, a, he was a blade. <laughs> he was in the third Blade movie, the one that nobody talks about because it was dog shit. <laughs> but it had uh, Triple H and Parker Posey. It did have them, and Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. I'm Who? sure. <laughs> I'm sure neither of whom want to even acknowledge that they were in that movie. <laughs> Triple H does a fucking pedigree in that movie too. Well, that was, like, the thing. Remember, like, all fucking wrestlers that were in movies, they always managed to get their signature move in there. Yeah, they managed to get their shit in. I think, I, like, The Rock's early roles, I'm pretty sure he did the oh, rock, he rock bottom. he rock bottomed everybody. 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 <laughs> he even got a rock bottom in in The Scorpion King. <laughs> Actually, not Scorpion King. The Mummy Returns is when he did it. <clears throat> we're lucky he wasn't dropping people's elbows. That would have been weird. Yeah. There, there, there are no wrestling rings with ropes. Yeah. And he's just like, why would he just randomly stop and go? <laughs> also, if you just dropped your elbow on somebody, it wouldn't hurt in real life. <laughs> I mean, it
2: depends on how you do it, but. I mean, if you, you, it would probably hurt you a lot. Like a
0: flying elbow, sure. Like, it would probably break your arm. <laughs> yeah. But just like landing on somebody with your elbow, probably not so much. Probably, oh. No,
2: you'd have to, like stick it out to a point and, like, dive sideways.
0: Yeah, you have to do a straight flying elbow. Yeah.
2: Uh, you had to respect how Macho Man would, like, and then at the last second he would turn it. Yeah. That guy had the... He, when he came off the rope, you were like, oh, he's going to kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that guy did. <ten. laughs> oh, Macho Man. R.I.P. One love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, All right, so, Blood Red Sky. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it has Graham McTavish, who's barely in the movie, and Dominic Purcell. Aside from that, I don't recognize anybody in this. I thought I recognized the the, the, the woman. Uh, Nadia? Nadia, but nope. She just looked like somebody else. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <Anyway. laughs> but this is a Netflix movie. Um, it is in, I assume, German, but for Netflix, at least in the U.S., it is it's dubbed in um, English.
2: Yeah, when I was the the kid, was the first one that I noticed was like I was like, wait, is this dubbed? <laughs> I
0: caught it. Like like I said, I may have known that this was at least a foreign film, maybe not necessarily German um, originally, but I had forgotten. But then I saw like you know when you pull up Netflix, it'll start playing the trailer. Yeah. Automatically. It started playing and like just in that that glimpse I could tell that it was dubbed. See my first thought was I was like oh <clears throat> great the sound is not
2: matching the the video because that happens with Netflix on Roku sometimes. Mm. Um, so that was my first thought was I was just like great the, the audio is not synced up and then like I watched a couple more seconds I was like
0: no wait a minute this is dubbed what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know I think dubbing works really well in action movies. Yeah. Because you're not really focused on people's mouths so when it doesn't line up, or, you know, if it's not timed perfectly, uh it works better. It's easier to hide, you know? yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I prefer dubbing all the time, but we know that. Because you read slow. I don't read slow. I just rather watch the movie than read. Yeah, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, this is a German film. <laughs> Fuck you. This is directed by Peter Thorwath Worth. Thor, Thorwarth Um... Who, and, was, and Steve Holtz. And
1: S- <laughs> Steve Holtz.
2: Or written by written by Stefan Holtz. But. Um
0: yeah. Not so, our
2: not our bone bat friend Steve Holtz.
0: The story uh focuses on a woman who uh, is traveling with her son. Uh, she I don't think it's ever said explicitly what is wrong with her, at least right off the bat. We just know that she's sick. Mm-hmm. She has a bald head. She wears a wig. Um, she looks very pale and sickly.
2: So obviously, cancer is the logical expectation. Yeah. And later in the movie, too, somebody says something about
0: like your mom doesn't have leukemia, right? Um, but they are going. I didn't. The only time it's ever mentioned where they're coming from is at the very beginning of the movie when you see the um, the air, uh, airport codes. On the departure list. Oh, I didn't pay that much attention. Yeah, me neither. Like I saw New York NYC, which isn't even a New York airport code. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like where does Was it it LGA and JFK? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just in good old NYC airport. <laughs> um. Anyway, but it's coming from somewhere in Europe, presumably German or no, Germany. Um.
2: <clears throat> I only realized they were going to America because the kid, when he's talking to, what's his name? Uh, Rajit. Okay. Farid. Farid. When he's talking to Farid and he's telling him like, good morning. Cause in America it's morning right now. So it was
0: Yeah. I pieced that together that they were going to America. It's funny because
1: going
0: Nadia, I think Nadia, there are some people I think that were dubbed even though they we're speaking English, which is very funny because it reminded me a lot of like the old Italian movies. Like spaghetti westerns and like old, like, uh, like Italian, like, cannibal movies and giallo movies and stuff like that, where it was like the entire soundtrack was, or like, voice track was dubbed, even though people were speaking English. (laughs) It's just for the consistency. Yeah. Um, anyway, but it, it was funny that Nadia, uh, had a German accent or, you know, some sort of accent. Uh, but her son didn't. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure not. was, the actress was actually speaking, uh, on the voice track and her son was dubbed anyway. So the two of them, um, are traveling to New York. Um, we see, uh, her son, Elias, or Elias, Elias. Um, he arrives at the airport and he drops off their luggage at the check-in. Um and uh, Freed steps in and he's he it's checking in at the next booth over. Uh, he says, "Are you by yourself?" Or no, sorry, this is the person behind the counter. It says, "Are you by yourself, or is your mother?" He's like, oh, she'll be here soon. And she just wanted me to get the luggage checked in. Um, and we see Nadia in the hotel room, uh, doing a, like a f- f- you know FaceTime or you know video chat with a doctor who's just you know, doing kind of a selfie arm thing and say, you know, here's our lab, here's our, you know, radiology department and, you know, here's a room where you'll be staying. It's very comfortable. Um, so clearly she's going to to New York for some kind of treatment, mm-hmm. um, for some kind of cancer treatment, we we presume. Um, and uh, so she, we see... Elias, uh, Elias, um, looking out the window of the airport and we see the sun setting and Nadia as the sun sets, that's when she's all, you know, she has her head shawl or like a shawl over her head and sunglasses and a wig and a wig. Um, and that's when she leaves after the sun sets. So if you didn't already know this was a vampire movie, that's a, it's a pretty big pretty clue giveaway. Um, So she walks out and she meets him at the airport and they load onto this plane. Um, Basically, right off the bat, we get this inkling that there are, you know, hijackers on the plane. You can see them like kind of exchanging winks and nods across the plane to each other. Um, So we know something's going down. They're doing this thing? Yep, like the sting. (laughs) Um, And uh, so the plane takes off, it's headed. Uh, over the Atlantic, um, <clears throat> although they said by way of Rome, says maybe is that where they're taking off from? Could be. Well, they said they're headed to New York by way of Rome. Like, I assume that meant like that was like a, a layover, but maybe they were leaving from Rome. Yeah,
2: because they were they
0: were definitely en route to New York. Yeah, they weren't going to Rome. So. Yeah. But at no point do they stop. They just fly immediately over the the Atlantic. Right. So I don't know. Anyway, so they um, yeah, they're mid-Atlantic, and that's when these hijackers uh, enact their plan. It's actually a pretty clever one because they had plants uh, on the plane. Um, you know, in the like ferns and what, like ferns and like rubber plants. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little smoker, (laughs) smoker. <laughs> so I mean, they have like this this flight attendant who is acting like a super gay guy, um, and uh, it's it's funny because one of the other flight attendants was like, "Hey, you, this guy, this guy who's trying to you know grab my ass is he, he's yours." He's like, "Oh, sure, honey," or you know something along those lines, and something stereotypically, <laughs> yeah. gay. and like uh, the the guy uh, who was trying to get her attention, he like looks back at her just all pissed off <laughs> that she sent the gay flat attendant to her to him. Um <clears throat> You've heard Patton Oswalt's bit about the gay best friend, right? Mm, not that I recall. It was
2: like a sitcom or something that they wanted him to play the gay best friend. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, all right, I'll do it. But only if I can play it really dumb. She's like, oh, honey, that guy... I don't know, something about his cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and your two friends, when you get together, you're like the, uh... oh, who are those guys with the muskets? <laughs> Is it musketeers? Was I
0: that close? <laughs> <clears throat> um, anyway, so... Yeah, so these hijackers they um, they had a plan in the cockpit too, right? Yeah, one of the co-pilots. So they had a co-pilot, co-pilot and a flight attendant um, working for them from the inside, and it was a pretty clever plan because they stage a fight between one of one of the hijackers who's there as a passenger and the flight attendant, and this guy just he stands up and starts getting unruly. And, you know, the flight attendant, he's trying to calm him down, <clears throat> and the air marshal stands up, says, you know, and takes him into the uh, the the galley, I think what it's called, um, and tries to calm him down. Then his other, the other air marshal uh, gets up and asks if he needs any help, and like these guys are very well prepared because they know that air marshal's travel in, in threes, and they say, you know, where's the other one? I mean, so they, they attack these guys and for those of you not aware air marshals are I don't think they're on every flight but like on like international flights or, or there might be like a high risk of incident um, transatlantic flights I'm sure they're probably on all of those or most of them at least um, <clears throat> and uh, they are supposed to be anonymous so people don't know who they are so they basically, by trying to settle this fight, they gave away their identity. Um, and yeah, they all got killed in the process. So they've killed all three air marshals now. They have somebody in the cockpit. They have, who has now poisoned both pilots, or uh, the two other co-pilots. And um, a flight attendant who has, you know, basically wrangled all of the passengers on the plane. Um, yeah. And apparently they must've had somebody on the ground crew too, because they were hidden guns in the floorboards of of the plane. Oh yeah. So yeah, the flight
2: attendant guy, he, you know, he just stabs the shit out of this one guy. And so he's like covered in blood now. And he just like comes out and he's like, everything's okay. Everybody don't (laughs) worry. It's like,
0: ladies and gentlemen, just want you to know we have taken the plane. um, Anyway, so naturally everybody's freaking out um and and, and this includes Nadia and and, uh, and Elias. Nadia uh also seems to be on this regimen of something in in these vials that she injects into her into her chest. It's not very clear on exactly what that is, but it appears to stave s- off vampire her, yeah. vampirism. Yeah, um keep her keep her human you know keep her wits about even keeled yeah um but then she also has like a dose of blood that she drinks to i imagine just sate the hunger um but anyway so for all intents and purposes she's you know more or less human i mean except that she's not but um see uh Alias he he discovers that they can get out of the cabin by getting down into the, into the luggage hold to hide from them. Um, this plan goes sideways, and this flight attendant, who has proven himself to be just a fucking nutcase, uh, shoots Nadia several times, and she goes down. And we think, think she's dead, um, but then through a series of flashbacks, we see that she, when alias was still a baby, um, they, or she, we see how she became a vampire. So that's explained because like going into it, it's like, how does a vampire have a little, have a little boy?
2: Yeah. And, and how is she just like normal basically? Yeah. Um, but cause I mean, you know, I'm jumping yeah. ahead and a little bit of a spoiler. There are other vampires in the movie and they're just like feral. Yeah. And so you're you you know you're like, how does she keep so even keeled? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. And so, I mean, something I kept questioning throughout the movie is like, what was she going to New York for? Because, I mean, did she actually have leukemia? Is that something that can happen to vampires? <laughs> I wouldn't think so.
2: So what was she going for treatment for? I mean, maybe it's some kind of vampire lab. I don't know. Well, I mean, like... Some kind of experimental lab where they can... It seemed like she was going for, like, a bone marrow transplant. Uh, maybe it was, like, a blood transfusion? If she thought she got, like, a full blood transfusion, it would flush everything out? I it could be.
0: Um, and, I mean, actually, now that, I'm, now that we're talking about it, Elias does say that to Fried at one point, that they're going to New York for his oh, mom... Yeah, yeah to... to get new blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Whether or, or clean, not clean th- clean blood, I think he says, yeah, something along those lines. So I mean, whether or not that plan was actually going to work or not, we don't really know. Um, but uh, yeah, so she goes down and she's out for a while, you know, presumed dead by you know all these hijackers and yeah, and all the crew and maybe even Alias. Uh, um, but after a, after a while, she wakes up. And through the course of the movie, she becomes more and more of this like rabid, feral vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like a you know Count Dracula, you know, elegant, no, it's sexy like vampire. Thirty days a night. Yeah, more like more along those lines, or like even like Blade Two, where these these are just like crazed, feral animals. Basically, <clears throat> she starts to over the course of time become, you know, more and more like an, like a animal rather than a person, you know, like, like a lot of like, um, uh, I wish you guys could see what he's doing. (laughs) Kind of like moving. Uh, I can't think of the word. Um, fidgety. That's the one like fidgety movements and stuff. And, uh, it, just like a wild animal, basically. Yeah. Um, and her, you know, her face starts to change. I um, mean, she's already bald. I think that just kind of comes with it. Um, and uh, but then, you know, sure, her face starts to change. Her teeth. <clears throat> she looks like she wears a bridge. Or um, dentures, I think. Are they all dentures? I think so. Oh. Uh, because I know at one point, like in one of the flashbacks. I don't know if I think she pulls You see her pull at least her, one out. Yeah, her, her like canines out. And then at one point she takes out this bridge with, with two teeth on it. So I presume that she had this this empty gap where her canine teeth used to be. But then they started to re-sprout. Um so apparently vampires just have it into the supply of teeth. <laughs> like sharks. Yeah. Um yeah, and anyway, when, so and her whole mouth is full of fangs by the end, right? Yeah, yeah. By the end of the end of the movie, she has gone full vampire. She's got like you know pointed ears and yeah, full mouth of fangs and <clears throat> like um, I said, like thirty days a night. They they had mouths like that. Yeah, and you know her her brow has become very uh, f- pronounced, uh, and, and you know kind of. Um, uh, Almost like a like a Neanderthal. I mean, you, you've seen vampires before. You've seen movies. <laughs> you've seen vampires before that have had like kind of the rippled foreheads and that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, as far as the vampire design, it's not groundbreaking. It's just not what you typically see from a lot of vampires. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, just this this. The whole movie is basically this back and forth between these uh, plane hijackers trying to complete their m- cause, which is not super clear. At least I didn't pick up on it. Well, they said they were going to London. Well, there were so, but I don't know that
2: it all, that also seemed fake because he made um, Farid read this thing in arabic
0: his manifesto yeah
2: yeah but it it, it said that they were
0: going to attack london yeah um they were doing it they're presenting it as as a terrorist attack but what they were trying to because these are all white guys they weren't you know middle eastern or did i say in muslim uh maybe
2: In Arabic, I don't know what I said before, but I just want to to make it clear that I don't think Muslim is a language.
0: (laughs) Um, Just like Mexican is an language. (laughs) Right. Or Uh, Jewish. (laughs) Jewish. You know what always, well, not always, occasionally confuses me is like Hebrew and Yiddish. Yeah. I mean, Yiddish is like basically Hebrew slang, isn't it? I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I is it like I... the ebonics of? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know either. Anyway, but yeah, as far as what they're,
2: I think, I think if you once you get to a certain age, then you should just start speaking Yiddish.
0: Because <laughs> I feel like anyone that speaks Yiddish is just old. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Anyway, so yeah, what, what their actual drive is, is unclear. And actually, several of the passengers, uh, they have their own ideas of what could possibly, like, you know, maybe they're trying to create another uh, terrorist attack like 9-11 to, you know, uh, kill the stock market, or um, there were a couple other ideas that some passengers were throwing around. I can't remember what the, what exactly it was, but... Uh, it was all uh, like creating this false, uh, terrorist attack, your know, false Middle Eastern terrorist attack was all a smokescreen for some larger plan, which was never really explained. At least I didn't notice. I don't think so. Um, anyway, but I gotta say it was a pretty well-laid plan because, uh, Farid was traveling to New York for this conference only to find out this conference was not real. It was set up by the actual terrorists uh, as a way to get a Muslim on the plane um, to present it as a you know a, a Muslim Middle Eastern terror attack. So
2: I, Wikipedia says that it, it was a hostage situation, and they wanted a ransom. But
0: they never asked for a
2: ransom. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where, where that came from, but. Well,
0: anyway, so yeah, yeah. cuz they
2: destroyed the black box or disabled it or whatever. So like they had no connection with the ground. Yeah. So it's not like they could ask for a ransom.
0: Um Yeah, so we don't really know um exactly what what happened here. Um but the uh the ongoing battle is just uh um Nadia basically against these hijackers. Trying to uh, take the plane back, or not even necessarily trying to take the plane back, just trying to keep her son safe, I guess. Yeah, and the rest of the passengers, to a lesser degree. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I think they're just kind of, I feel like she could care less, couldn't care less about the passengers, um, just mainly, her main concern is keeping her son safe. Yeah. And if she saves the rest of the passengers, great. <laughs> and she's but at the same time she's fighting off these like
2: vampiric urges yeah that i guess this is somewhat of a spoiler but eventually she like has to succumb to in order to save everybody
0: yeah and like this these injections that she's taking like we said seem to um you know throttle back her her urges, urges. yeah or at least i don't know if it's actually like the transformation itself or you know just keep her mind in check or what? But it does seem to be a two-part system where she has to take the shot and drink some blood. Yeah, like just just enough, just a little bit. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to you know spoil the ending or anything like that. Uh, so that's that's pretty much the movie. Yeah, It it's Matt's. So that's the basic plot <clears throat> without giving it away. Yeah, I mean it, it's. It's very much more of an action movie than than a horror for sure. Horror. Like I said, it's it's basically Passion 57, if Passion 57 was a vampire. Yeah.
2: Um although it gets pretty pretty horrorish towards the end. Like the the third act is more horror than the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah, like one of the last scenes gets pretty horrorish. Yeah. Um or horrific, I guess would be the word. Horrific. <laughs> um but Yeah, I mean, you know, actually, I'll leave that out. Never mind. Um, What'd you think? Okay. Yeah, it's all right. I wish it was more horror. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like if you're going to have vampires, you should, you know, make it a horror movie. But it it worked. It, It worked well. It was a, it was a competent movie. It didn't really get confusing at any point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. I don't know.
2: It I, wasn't, it wasn't super gory, but I feel like the, the gore that was there was used in the right places. Like when it, when it needed to be gory, it was gory enough. Yeah. There wasn't like excessive gore or anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you're not having like, it the, got the point across yeah not getting like somebody's guts torn out, but you do see like a lot of bloody wounds and people and, getting bit, yeah, and you know yeah, s- bit somebody got their hand chopped off at one point,
2: which that person later gets handcuffed. I'm like how does that work
0: i yeah, I don't know
2: wouldn't the handcuff just slide right off? One
0: would think <laughs> um, I feel like I'd seen that once before. And something I think, like, they maybe like I don't know, I can't remember anyway. Um, effects are well done. I don't think there's a lot of CGI, no, and and most of it that is there is not super noticeable. Like, uh, I'm thinking, like, uh, like at one point, like, you can see uh, Nadia's transformation at certain points one thing in particular is when her eyes or not her eyes her ears start to get you know pointy and like ridges on them and stuff like you know like you might expect to see on a vampire um it's very subtle like it just happens and you're like it's one of those things where it's like did that just happen or am i yeah,
2: just, has that, that been like that,
0: that? <laughs> yeah um
2: also she like when she screams i i maybe this is real, but it, it seemed like her mouth opened farther than a human could open their mouth. Like Bat Boy, <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was all well acted. I mean, it, again, it was dubbed. So as far as like getting on Netflix, you actually can listen to the original German dialogue with, you know, subtitles. Um, if you prefer, I watched it dubbed. <clears throat> As did I. Which oh. I thought the kid
2: that did the dubbing was not very good. Not so much, but you know, which I can imagine. Like, like I feel like dubbing is is hard because you know it's it's voice acting, so you're, um, you know, you know, you can't really act to emote, like you know, because you're just sitting in a booth by yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, as a kid, that's got to be really hard to be like, okay, now you have to act like you're doing this, but don't
0: actually do it. Yeah. I mean, you did some ADR for They Reached, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you, you you've it was, it was very little, though. Sure, but you you experienced it to to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you ever watch like videos of people doing uh, ADR, other like for animations or or whatever, a lot of them like do as much like physical acting in there as they can. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, to really get into that mood, and I, I doubt a child actor. Had quite that much experience or you know, foresight to do that. Yeah, it's really hard to put yourself in that moment when you're when you can't act it out. One thing that's that sticks in my mind. So, I was watching this video of um, of uh, Marvel stars doing voiceovers. Um, and I was watching Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel for Guardians of the Galaxy, and Vin Diesel, like, he was he has three words, the entire movie, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, said in different tones. Uh, but at one point when Groot is like yelling or screaming, like he was like getting into it. It was like, <laughs>
2: um, I want to tell this story real quick. Okay. When, when we did ADR, uh, Bry, who was one of the producers on they reach and also played, uh, Mr. Creepy, the guy who owns the antique store for anyone who's seen it. Uh, He wanted to ADR just noises because Mr. Creepy is very, like, congested. Oh, right. Yeah. And so he's just, like, sitting there going, (laughs) (laughs) and I I held it for so long, but finally I just absolutely lost it and just laughed my ass off. I think it was when he went, take it, just take it. I was like, oh, my God.
0: Phrasing? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't really have a lot more to say about this. I kind of thought...
2: The end I, was like really big and epic and I was not expecting that. Yeah.
0: Um, We can't talk about it. No. Which is a shame. But I'll tell you it's big and epic and unexpected. <laughs> But no, I mean overall the movie's pretty fun. It's, uh, it's it's about two hours long, so you know, get the popcorn ready uh, and do your peepees first. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it, it's it's good for what it is. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it, it's it's all right. It seems like a really like phoned in review i guess but
2: i mean like we said you know it's much more of an action movie than a horror movie so i know what you're getting into um yeah i mean it's i hate to just keep saying the same thing but it's very reminiscent of 30 days a night in the way that the vampires move and act and Mm -hmm. um everything the you know the little twist of her being like you know trying to fight off urges and stuff is a, a little interesting um but yeah, I mean it's not really anything groundbreaking. It's, yeah. it's vampires on a plane, and like, and you know, like we said, it's basically just—it's more about the um, the hijackers being the villains than the vampires,
0: right? Which, yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen a hijacker? You know, a hijacker on a plane movie, just throwing a vampire, right? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I mean it, I I do I can say that it does get more interesting as the movie progresses. It never really goes more towards the the horror side. It pretty much stays right in the middle uh where it's just like basically an action movie with horror elements um and you know monsters. But yeah, I mean like it it's hard to review it as a horror movie because it's not one. <laughs> right. Um, oh, interesting! On September eleventh, two thousand twenty, it was announced that filming in Prague for the film was temporarily closed after an extra tested positive for COVID.
2: On September eleventh, that's a weird bit of irony.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. That's just like our life now. Like, how many times have you heard? About film sets or TV shows being shut down for however long because somebody tested positive.
2: Yeah,
1: I
0: was reading. Not even talking about the movie anymore, but uh, I was reading the other day that there was a study done. And I can't forget. I can't remember which country it was that was doing this, but some study was done. Oh, it must have been China because they were testing people who had SARS back, you know, in the early two thousands. Um, and also received the COVID vaccine. They were testing them for their immunity to COVID. immunities and just coronavirus in general. And they think that their anti their SARS antibodies combined with the antibodies they received from the vaccine, created like this super immunity, really, where they're immune to uh, coronavirus, all the known variants, and possibly any future coronaviruses, and so AIDS and herpes, and probably not AIDS and herpes, but never know. um, never say, only never. one way to find out. Well, we learned never say never, yeah, we learned that today. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's just there. So, I mean, these people are going to be, you know, they're blood or you know their antibodies or whatever gonna be studied to see if there's a way to create like this vaccine that would basically make people immune to any kind of coronavirus so that'd be nice that, that would be nice then we would just have to convince people to take it also you know I don't play into the whole c- uh, conspiracy theory that oh, coronavirus was created in a lab or COVID was created in a lab in China and released on the world to you know crash the world's stock markets and blah 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 and all the other conspiracy bullshit (laughs) but (coughs) it does seem strange that these studies were being done in china and they're talking about maybe we can create a you know a a permanent immunization yeah china's just smart they are they're smarter than us they're so much smarter than us (laughs) I'm they
2: already have bullet trains, and we're like, well, what if we build a train that
0: can go eight miles an hour? <laughs> what if we built a light rail that took us fucking 20 years to build?
2: Yeah. And meanwhile, they're like, yeah, we uh, last weekend we built a bullet train that goes a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did you do with your summer vacation? I guess literally no big deal. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> Like, we, you could go from Japan to Russia in two hours.
0: Japan. Over the water. Yep. That's how good they are. <laughs> it goes so fast, it floats on water. Like, like Dash from The
1: Incredibles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they got Elon Musk, that douchebag. Like, what if we built an underground rail system? That went from L.A. to New York in five seconds. Sure, Elon.
2: (laughs) like, all right, fucking do it then. You got trillions of dollars. (laughs) Just shut the fuck
0: up and do it. It's like, just tell
2: me when it's done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't need these updates. Every year, there's like, well, now they're looking at doing a bullet train from Seattle to L.A. that will get you there in two hours. I'm like, all right, where the fuck is it then?
1: Yeah
0: it's like just stop fucking talking about it and do it yeah just build the damn thing It's, it's like, and if you can't do it then shut the fuck don't up don't tell us about it because we don't care I, I come here for results god damn it <laughs> <laughs> blood <Butter> red <at> sky <laughs> no it's it, it's a fine film uh, a horror it's not um, but it's, it's it's fun to watch I guess um I wish it wasn't so long. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it... It was difficult to watch, especially with an infant, you know, next to me. Yeah. And I know that I'm not necessarily, you know, the the exact audience they were marketing to, but, you know, people have kids. Long movies are hard to watch. <laughs> I was glad that it was dubbed, because if I would have gone in unknowingly into a... um Subtitled movie, after putting a moratorium on those myself, I would have been very disappointed in myself. Yeah. Myself. All
2: right, so number. I'll give it a six. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: Well, how about that? Who would have thought of that?
2: Probably lots of people. We agreed way too much. (laughs)
0: Maybe that's why Jason put us on all the uh, same panels.
2: <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about a new movie out of Britain, in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> out of England, in it.
2: Uh, it's called Sensor.
1: This depiction is dangerous. Come on, ain't it? I'm cutting it. Butchering, sadism, murder. In a wave of depraved and corrupt. Horror video, confusing fiction with reality. Doug Smart, producer, Dent Investment Films. Maybe you could watch my latest Frederick North submission. Wanted a woman's eye on His film. this film. This is actress. I've got this feeling that Nina, my sister. You know, if someone did take her, then they're still out there. You've never been clear on exactly what you remember. You'd be surprised what the human brain can edit out when it can't handle the truth. Someone's losing the plot. I was wondering if you had anything else from this actress. What's going to happen to her? That's top secret. People think that I create horror. Horror is already out there in all of us.
0: You sound like you're from <laughs> London.
2: <laughs> uh yeah. So, Censor takes place in Britain in uh, the early 80s, I believe. Maybe mid-80s. Apparently, 1985. So, exactly (laughs) mid-80. The mid-80s. The middle of the 80s. Smack dab. Uh, This was the VHS era of the Video Nasties, which, if you're not familiar, the Video Nasties were a series of movies that were deemed... Too inappropriate for audiences. Uh this, this board. In, in England. In England specifically, yeah. Um, or the UK, I guess. Uh this this board. Uh, I don't remember. Madeline
0: Albright's like, oh, you can't watch these movies. Oh, you should sip
2: tea instead.
0: <laughs> Fucking Albright. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Bitch, that's what they should have called her.
2: Fuck, unhappy endings when Scotty does an impression of somebody, I think it's Michelle Obama. And he's like, the United States of farts. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> They're like, hey, do your impression of Michelle Obama. The United States of farts. Terrible. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So this board, they have to watch all these, just, Trashy movies, like not even good, bad movies. <laughs> like, we're talking Killing Spree, we're talking street trash, we're talking just the garbage of the garbage, everything yeah. Troma's ever made.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, you can go to Wikipedia and look up Video Nasties, and there is like an actual list of movies that were on, on the Video Nasties. Yeah, Faces uh, of Death, like, is honestly one of
2: them, probably the, one of the most well known. Yeah,
0: all the movies with Cannibal in the title.
2: <laughs> uh, Evil Dead was on there. Was it? Yep. Uh, so Censor focuses on uh, Enid, who is, she works for the, this board. And so she has to watch these movies literally all day. And she, you know, it's it's not just a pass-fail. There's She says, you know, if they cut this, 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 and this, then we'll pass it. Otherwise, we have to fail it which is basically
0: like what the MPAA does now more or less actually um, is it, side note is this just is it just called the MPA now is it i feel i Th- saw what they take out america I, <laughs> Go, uh, Well, well. Like, i i was watching a video or uh, movie trailer and you know how they have the rating at the beginning i saw MPA hmm motion picture association did they did they really drop America? I guess. Unless it's always been called that and they just decided to go by that rather than MPAA. But everyone always knew it as MPAA. <laughs> yeah, the MPAA was founded as a Motion Pictures Producer Motion Picture Producers. It
2: stopped being known as the MPAA in 2019. Okay. Well, there we go. Um in, Brit- in England, it's now the British Board of Film Classification. I believe at, in the 80s, it was like the British Board of Film Censorship. And they were like, well, that's aggressive. <laughs> um, but so Enid, she, it's, it's funny because she's having this conversation with one of her coworkers. And she's like, the tug of war with the guts is fine. <laughs> the decapitation is fine. But the eye gouging, that's where I draw the line.
0: Yeah. She's like, I even left most of the genitals in it. (laughs) But this has to go.
2: The eye gouging, of all things. Like the fact that she specifically says the tug of war with the intestines (laughs) is fine. But it's the eye gouging because it's too realistic, she says. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what their concern was. Not so much what was actually on the screen, just how real it looked. Yeah. Fucking Brits, man. <laughs> their heads are so far up their asses back in the day. But
2: so, yeah, she watches these movies all day. Uh, and she she's very meticulous about it. And she's got, you know, like the one co-worker that I was just talking about that she talks to. He's, you know, kind of laid back. And he's like, whatever, dude. It's cool. <laughs> um, and then she has another co-worker that's just like, doesn't this bother you? Like having to watch these rape scenes and murder scenes and stuff all that. And she's just like, you know, I just... I take myself out of it and i just watch it from a uh neutral perspective and just focus on what needs to be removed and etc as opposed to just letting it affect her
0: yeah i was like watching this i'm like this would be a good job (laughs) sit around watch horror movies all day but then i realized i'd be terrible at it
2: yeah you'd be like yep good good (laughs) looks good good to me (laughs) which you know like was this one scene where like the guy got his throat ripped out. The boss is like, that needs to go. He's like, no, it was awesome. <laughs> I just thought you might want to know about it in case you wanted to
0: watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on in screen right now if you want to check it out. <laughs> I paused it. I don't know how they do it, but it looks awesome. <laughs> um, but the bad judgment actually, how, how important the judgment is comes up later on in the movie. Yeah. Uh,
2: they find out that this person uh, killed his family, right? Yeah. And ate their faces because I mean, they connect it to this movie that, uh, Enid let through where somebody kills people and eats their faces. And she was like, you know, well there was extensive cuts, but apparently the, the one thing was not, was not cut. Right. Um, so yeah, that kind of gets in her head. Uh, but she doesn't lose her job, but she's kind of, you know, your ass is on the line. Right. But so she goes and she watches this movie. Um, I guess before that, we get this kind of setup where she goes and has dinner with her parents. And they give her this death certificate that they had just recently signed. Because I guess her sister had disappeared many years ago when they were children. Right. And they've been looking for her this whole time. And the parents are ready to just kind of move on and declare that she's dead. But Enid is like, I refuse to acknowledge that. I'm I'm still going to look for her. I I believe she's out there somewhere. And so, you know, that's kind of weighing on her shoulders. Mm. And so she watches this movie for work called Don't Go to the Church. Or Don't Go in the Church. Don't Go in the Church, yeah. And it's about these two girls in the woods. And one of them gets killed. And this feels a lot like what happened. We learn now that this is kind of, you know, she gets these flashbacks to what happened with her and her sister Right, is they were out in the woods and this guy abducted her sister. And so this really kind of like really fucks with her head with everything else going on. And she looks at the box and she's looks at this actress that, in the movie and she's convinced that this actress is her sister. Mm. And so she shows it to her dad and her dad's like, no, this is the, we've, we've been through this before. You have to stop. like, she's she's gone this is not her and she she's like you you know you always discount me you don't listen to me just just look at the box and tell me that's not her and her dad just like no it's not it's not her you're holding on to something that's not there yeah but so she starts going down this rabbit hole she finds the director actually the the producer of the movie actually comes to her office and he's played by uh played by Michael Smiley <laughs> best known as Tires from Space <laughs> right that's what he's best known for <laughs> in our <That's>, world
0: <laughs> yeah it's how I best know him um, what did you say he's a funky disco sandwich no funky uh, he's a um, fun sandwich with ecstasy bread <laughs> Um, <clears throat> just wish I could control these fucking mood swings
2: <laughs> god he's so good <laughs> he's so funny He's not funny in this. No. He's, I mean, well, he, there's kind of a dark comedy to him, but it's, uh, it's definitely dark, Right. but yeah. So she goes to him and she says, you know, I need to need to know more about this director. What other movies has he done? Et cetera, et cetera. She also goes to a sketchy little, um, video store and is basically just like, Hey, look, I know that you're renting or selling the video nasties. Yeah. What do you know about this director? And so she finds out that he's actually filming a sequel 2 don't go in the church. Yeah, still don't go in the church. Wait, is, wait, is that really what it's called? <laughs> no. Keep not going in the church. You know, that,
0: you know that church you weren't supposed to go into? Still don't go in there. I think it's just called don't go in the church too. That'd make
2: more sense. That, yeah. that fits better on the box. <laughs> but she literally just goes to the filming location. She's like, I'm here for the movie. And they're like, okay, let's get you in wardrobe. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's about as far as I can go without starting to give stuff away. But basically she's just going through all this stuff and she's kind of um you know, while dealing with having to watch all these horrific events, and while she says they don't bother her and they don't affect her, uh, you know, her personal life would kind of beg to differ because even if this is her sister, she's just so like adamant and so um so aggressive about it. it even with everyone telling her she's wrong she's just like no i got to got to go check it out yeah it was fucking weird man it was weird it <laughs> it got a lot weirder like <laughs> towards the end it started like doing different camera tricks and stuff where i was just like whoa hang on what's going on now <laughs> <laughs> i honestly i lost track of the movie a few times mm-hmm um, there's parts that feel like dreams and you're not sure if they're dreams or if they're real. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it gets, it gets a little, little out there. And it's just like, and I'm like, is this supposed to be like one of those, like, here's why you shouldn't watch horror movies. Cause they fuck you up kind of films. <laughs> it seemed that way. Um, but it's just like, but like making a horror movie about the dangers of horror movies is a <laughs> weird flex. Yeah. It's
0: Weird, yeah, path to take, but I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I I thought it was interesting to to place this in the time and centered it around the whole concept of the video nasties and you know the censorship that to to, to base a movie on that I thought was interesting. Um, I, a lot of this movie seemed like it was like this this highbrow. Yeah, it's New this is kind horror. of that
2: elevated horror A24 stuff.
0: Which I get so fucking cringy when I watch this shit. Yeah. Um
2: This is directed by Prano Bailey Bond, who is I think I read she was she is Welsh. Yeah, she's Welsh. Uh this was it's based on a short she did called
0: Nasty. Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Miss Jackson if you're nasty. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. I wasn't really on board with this movie. Like, I sat through it, and I was okay. But, for the most part, I'm just like, I don't really get it. <laughs> and, like, the whole s- story with her sister got really confusing for me. Like, how so? I don't know. It just it seemed like it was just something that was, like... It's, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, maybe I got too focused on it, but I'm just like, there were like a couple of points where I was like, what does her sister have to do with this? Like, I don't understand. Like, okay, she thinks this girl looks like her sister. No, she thinks that girl is her sister. Sorry. Yeah. But it's like, but there's nothing really saying that she is like or hinting that she is.
2: Yeah, it's all just based on her looking at her and saying, "I think that might be my sister." Yeah. And it's like and that she was in a movie that resembled a s-
0: situation from their past. Right. And it's like that was another thing. It's just like what is what does that have to do with anything? Like well, I think she she thinks that the director did it took her sister. Yeah. Okay. I guess okay. I didn't really pick up on that. Yeah. So that's the, the, the whole reason she
2: goes to the shoot is, yes, she wants to find her sister, but she also wants to kill the director.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I, I got that she wanted to find the director and like, you know, I th- I got She, she to- thinks that the movie is basically a confession.
2: Okay. And it's like retelling the events.
0: I like, I knew she wanted to find the director to kill him or, you know, he, she was. Otherwise, convinced that he knew where her sister was, whatever. Um, as far as anything finer details than that, I didn't pick up on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't really explain it more without giving stuff away. But. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This movie just didn't really bite for me. Um,
2: I, I thought, I thought it was good. Uh, it's, it's definitely one though that you have to kind of, you, you got to sit down and focus on it. You can't be fussing around on your phone or anything like that in between it. Cause it, yeah, it gets weird. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: I liked the ending. Yeah, me too. Um, I, it was, it was just weird enough for me to be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, like, I, I got to say, like, I probably, I liked the last 20 minutes of it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good.
2: And it, like, leaves you questioning things, too. It doesn't, like, tie everything up in a nice little bow.
0: Mm, I guess, yeah. Um, But, yeah, all in all, I, I'd say, you know, for... Ninety five percent of the movie, I'm just like, yeah, whatevs. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, I wouldn't. I don't think I would
2: say ninety five percent, but the, I would say the first two acts are very, very much just a setup. Like it's, you know, the, it's trying to put you in the mental state that she's in and trying to convince you that she's not letting these movies affect you while also convincing you that they are. I guess it's more trying to convince you that they are while she's telling you they aren't.
0: Yeah, and you know, and like I guess looking back on it. I'm I can put together more now than I did as I was watching it that you know she has this tragedy in her life and yeah she sits and watches these you know graphic grotesque movies for a living and so yeah the effect that might be having on her psyche which is probably already a little fractured mm mm-hmm. um so yeah, it, that's something I was wasn't really like connecting the dots on, as I was watching it. I guess um, it makes more sense now. So,
2: but I hate that when you're like at the beginning of the episode, you're like, oh, I already know what I'm going to give this movie because this is how I feel about it. And then once you talk you through it, you're like, now I feel completely
0: different about <laughs> it. I've definitely done that a few times. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even even still, I don't think my rating is going to change all that much. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the acting was good. Uh, oh God, this this actress, she's the one that played Enid. She's Irish, so she's got this Gaelic name, and I have no idea how to pronounce it because fucking Gaelic is weird. <laughs> Nyam. Well, maybe that's how it looks phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like here. Let me let me test you on something. How would you pronounce that name? Seoban Shiban. Okay. I mean that's one of the last weird ones. <laughs> yeah. Gaelic is some wacky shit because it uses like familiar letters, but pronounced in a completely different way right <laughs> um anyway but yeah she she did uh she did well um yeah she I mean she's very reserved very mousy yeah gets the job done um and I mean you know a lot of other people in the movie were really just background players most of this movie centered around her for sure
2: yeah so to comment on their acting. And, and Michael Smiley was also a very major player
0: in the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. He I I think, well, no, I, I was going to say, I think he's probably in the movie more than any other actor, but I don't think he was now that I'm thinking about it as far as actual screen time. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest of the cast was really just background. So to comment on their acting is a little difficult. Yeah. Um, but they were just kind of there to move the story along. That's funny. Looking at this way to put Enid looking at her, uh, IMDB. She's got like this short blonde hair. I know it looks nothing like Enid. Wow. I like these other ones. She's got long blonde hair, but like, it's like a side shave. It's like, it's completely opposite of what she looked like in this movie. Anyway, um, yeah. So what's your number? Or are you are you done?
2: Um, yeah, I'm done. Uh like I said, I think it it I don't know if it falls into the elevated I still don't know what elevated horror exactly is, other than just movies I usually don't like. Um I think it's movies
0: that are uh dark and ominous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh and like getting your dick cut off is a bad thing. <laughs>
0: Well, just movies that have like this creepy aura about them, but nothing ever actually happens. That's elevated horror. So this, I mean, this is, I would say adjacent
2: to that. I, I don't know if this falls in that category, but it, it definitely has kind of that feel to it. But, but I like this better than um, I liked a lot of other of those.
0: Um, it's like elevated horror is any movie where you or afterwards. You're like, Oh, I'm so unsettled. <laughs> I'm so unsettled right now.
2: I'm going to give this a seven.
0: I think I'll give it a five. Okay. I think I was originally going to give it a four, but... We talked it out. We talked it out a little. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. All
2: right. Like I said, you definitely need to kind of focus on it and really pay attention. And th- not like there's like hidden Easter eggs that you would need to pay attention to or anything, but it's the, just the way the story is told. It, it's not really something you can kind of leave and come back to. You, you kind of got to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, just to get all the little nuances and stuff when things actually start happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I feel like there's this pressure when you're watching movies like this to be like looking for like hidden things. Mm hmm. As far as I'm aware, nothing like that ever happens in this. Not that I know of. Um, But if they're hidden, who would know? Or who would care? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That's going to do it. It's going to wrap things up here. This is uh, about two hours, I guess. Maybe closer. Actually, probably closer to two and a half. Anyway. uh, So, we're going to be back with a brand spanking new episode in two weeks hmm approximately <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we're we, we're hopefully gonna be watching the new candyman that's the
2: plan is to do both the original and the new candyman uh we'll see i don't I don't know if I'm gonna be up for going to a theater yeah, yeah there. Like, yeah, we're doing Crypticon, which is indoors, but we can also go outdoors at any time. There's like plenty of uh, outdoor space there. Whereas in a theater, you're it's dark and you're sitting close to people and people are gross. And
0: <laughs> I might try to go like, maybe, like is there a drive-in or something we can go to? Bremerton. Are they showing it? Probably. But you remember we did, uh, or no, sorry, I went to a drive-in f- to watch one of our movies. Uh, and it was a little hard to review it because it was harder to see. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Uh, I don't know. We'll see. That's the plan. Uh, but that is subject to change.
0: Yeah. Candyman on August 27th. So next weekend. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. If we can't end up seeing it, maybe we'll sub it out for a different Candyman movie or something. Yeah. Second one's not too bad,
2: or maybe we'll do a different Tony Todd movie.
0: Sure, do Tony a,
2: Todd, do our salute to Tony Todd, because he he rules. He's awesome, awesome, awesome guy. Remember, remember, when we met him, Tony was like, "Hey, you remember in that
0: movie?" <laughs> I did not. That's a lie. You <laughs> <laughs> remember when he was uh, he was doing uh, voicemail messages mm-hmm. for people? That was cool. I I did that just now. <laughs> Remember when he was doing voice mail <laughs> messages for people? That was awesome.
2: <laughs> I think we need to get either him or Kassir to say, "Welcome to the Great Plot Podcast." That'd be cool. You had Kassir pulled out a Krypticon.
0: Did he? I didn't. I couldn't find anything. It's on their Facebook. I uh, Krypticons. Yeah. Oh, I w- I would have thought he would announce it personally, but I didn't see anything. Oh, well, man, that's a bummer, man. Fucking Kasir and Elvira pulled out. I was really looking forward to seeing Elvira. Yeah. A couple other people pulled out, too. Yeah, lesser knowns.
2: Yeah, and not all of them were COVID-related. Some of them were scheduling-related, too. Yeah. um, Shit, I can't remember the guy's name. Dude from Lost. It was like a late announcement. I feel like he was like a replacement for Elvira or somebody else, and then he ended up pulling out,
0: too. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're talking about the same person. Um, I don't know if this is great podcast. Jeremy Davies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did not know he's a lost,
2: but it's fine because Billy Zane will be there. So Tony can gush
0: about how beautiful he is. Billy, I'm coming for you. (laughs) Womp, womp. All right, guys. Uh, so we'll be back next time, whatever that is. Yep. <laughs> Around two weeks, approximately. Uh, Till then, where can people
2: find us, Taylor? They can find us wherever they listen to their podcasts, as long as it's not Spotify. You can also check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. Also check out graveplotfilmfest.com for all your information on the GravePlot Film Fest coming to capital, uh, uh, Columbia City. There you go. It's been it's been a long day.
0: Arc Lodge um, Cinemas. That's the one Columbia City. That's the one.
2: Capital City. <laughs>
0: it's the Simpsons.
2: <laughs> also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as great Plot Podcast, or on Twitter as grave underscore plot, and check out patreon.com slash Podcast for exclusive content. Oh yeah. Brother.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Dig it. Yep.
2: You know who Jay Lethal is? No. Uh, He was this wrestler, and he had a character named Black Machismo, and it was just him doing a Macho Man impression. (laughs) Okay. I think it was just like he was very good at doing a Macho Man impression, so someone was just like, you should just make that (laughs) your (laughs) are
0: Okay, guys. So until next time, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been The Great Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.